Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. (laughs) How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example, and this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think that's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five beer? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Session. My name is Jason J.P. Petros, who uh, I was actually called uh, more handsome than funny today. And I'm still trying to figure out if that's an insult. With me is uh, Uncle Dr. Sully. <laughs> hey, how's it going? The studio's a little vacant. It's just you and I. I'm excited. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan, of course, from the 21st Amendment brewery and uh, restaurant, I suppose, right? It's a brewery. It's a restaurant. It's a production brewery. And it's so much more. <laughs> and to figure all that out, you have to visit. That's really what there it is. Let me turn my headphones off. I can't hear my headphones. Let me turn my head. That's too loud. Turn my headphones down. Turn my headphones down. There we go. Okay. We have a good show for you guys today. We have Ogopogo Brewing on the show, and they are from, I want to say San Marcos, which I believe is correct. Right, Bev? Uh, that's right. <laughs> Thank you very much. Ogopogo Brewing. We have Ryan and Jason Oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. I have to turn My microphone on. isn't on. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm talking right now, but you can't hear me because you didn't turn my microphone on. So that's true. Take that. That's true. Um, yeah, I met the guys before the show. It seemed like nice enough dudes. And uh, we're going to have a few beers for us to drink, and we're going to be just chat, chit-chatting, man. Same kind of shit we always do. It's And fun. I'm excited about it. Yeah, and, it's and, a good time. It's just you and I. That was, I, I, walked just in, me. I walked in here, and I was like, uh, what, 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 what's, what's going on here? Uh, am I here for the wrong? Is it the wrong day? Is, <laughs> is this the Sully JP mixtape show? You know, to be honest with you, I thought that I was here on the wrong day. 
Because <laughs> I, I walk in and everyone's yeah. like, oh, hey, JP, you hosting the show? And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm, as I walk in, like, there's nobody in here. Like, nobody in here. And there's crap everywhere. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm usually here first, but I was late today. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Am I hosting the you show? You had to turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah. It was really, I mean, there's like stuff everywhere. And, and uh, I'm like, I don't know. I just, so I burrowed in and made a nest. And then it's 515 and nobody's here. Yep. And the brewing network fails to function if I'm not here to clean up after them. So yeah, I heard that on the internet somewhere. <laughs> oh, I just sat here and just, just screamed for Bev until she finally showed up. <laughs> Rocking back I made and everything forth. right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, before we get too far afield, everybody, I want to thank our sponsor, More Beer. Our primary sponsor of this show is More Beer. Go to morebeer.com come and uh, they have absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home and when I say everything I mean everything you, yeah I, I got everything I gotta tell you just uh, tell me stories this, this is not a, a paid plug right now but you no. know uh, our production brewery in San Leandro is just literally around the corner from those guys on marina and so when we we're doing funny fun stuff in the brewery, funny stuff in the brewery, um, <laughs> I'll run down there and uh, they're great. Um, they take care of us, so awesome. Uh, definitely stop by. Good for the craft brewer. Good for the home brewer. Oh, good for you. Good for me. Good for us all. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that little, little <laughs> tagline. Taglines. Yeah. yeah. I think I feel like it's what you do as like a, a an entrepreneur and a creative type. As you get older, <laughs> you just think of marketing for other people. Yeah. Yeah, which is why I'm doing it now. I think of marketing all the time. For I me, it's just people. like, that one's free. Yeah, that one is free. You can take that. This is just a snippet of what it would do, what I would provide for you if you sign me on as a consultant for five years. I don't know what the accent is, but I'm doing it. It works. You just did like two or three there, by the way. Yeah, I know. Man, uh, let me tell you a story, Sully. I have been sick as a dog. You mean like physically? Like, 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 like the not flu mentally. Or, yeah, something... Well. There you go. That's for emphasis. Thank you. Yeah, excuse me. I missed uh, last uh, last Monday's show. Oh, wow. This is how sick I am. I'm so far back, what? I think the show's on Sunday. Uh, but I get, I get sick. We come home from Chico, and I'm like, uh, I'm not really feeling all that great. And then a couple days later, hits me. I'm out. I'm in bed for five days. What? Yeah. Which I'm what sort you, of, what, what, Can I ask you what you have? Is it like, I don't know. Are, are you puking, nope. pooping, nope. snotting, yes. achy? Yes. Uh, fever? No. Well, I had, I had What's, barely. What did you say no to? No. I had a mild, like ba- barely a mild, like temperature. I never okay. broke like a hundred. Low grade fever. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Low grade fever. Usually around the nineties, like oh, ninety nine. Yeah. Obviously yeah. in the nineties, dummy. But like ninety nine point <laughs> is really what it was. Yeah. Fucking just tired, felt like shit, drug my my uh, spare TV because I'm, I'm super rich because I'm a podcaster, so I have a spare TV. Um, Pull it off the shelf. <laughs> yeah. You got like four or five just up there. I ripped it off the wall and uh, just sat in my bed, laid in bed and played video games and then napped and just ate Top Ramen. And uh, it was basically I was 22 again. It was kind of nice. But um, well, uh, then I got my whole house sick. Oh. Everybody at my house, like Taryn is now home I saw your baby with on the kid. Uh, Instagram is sick. Yeah, she's sick now, too, although she's getting over it, and it's, it's, it's our first household sickness together. Well, that, and, you, and should, something you special. should take pictures and commemorate and put it in the journal. <laughs> That's right. Are you, so you're out, uh, you're actually in the fire zone. Like nearby, yeah, yes. We well, we, so, well, sort of, kind of. We did have a fire in Oakley that was about a mile away from us. About a mile away is not yeah. that far. I mean, 
That's no. It wasn't, were you evacuated, or was it no. almost evacuated? Um, I think it would have been. We would have been a little more concerned about it had the winds been blowing uh, our direction, but they were blowing the complete opposite. So I'm like, it's the fire. So what I'm get getting at here, Jason, yeah. as I'm diagnosing you, is I'm, I'm, I'm asked Doctor Sully right now. Yeah. is uh, were you affected maybe by the air? You know, the, the smoke in the air. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. Okay. Yeah, because I think I was already not feeling well at that time. I think that that was a Saturday. It was a Saturday, yeah. So I was already. I was so you already just sick. got this like as a random person would by like you know. I think so. Touching a doorknob and licking your hand. Yeah. Well, okay. licking the doorknob yeah, and touching had, my hand. You had that Thursday before the fires that you didn't feel great. Yeah, I think it was Chico. Honestly, I feel like Chico got me sick. Chico's a weird town. I don't know that I necessarily like it all that much. It's just huh. a weird. It's a weird place. Um, well, I have Ken Grossman on the line right now. I need to talk to you about that. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Jason. Uh, what are you saying about my town? I just learned that you you say so complimentary things about my pale ale. I see it all the time on Instagram. This is our community. Yeah, it's weird. I don't, and I can't put my finger on it. Like I was telling Taryn, I was like, Chico's weird, but I can't tell you how. It's just, it, it, it's like Berkeley, but. But if like like if cattle well, ranchers lived in Berkeley, it would be yeah, like that well, kind that, of vibe. I don't could, know. I mean, there could be like it might be a little bit. Of, you know, might, there might be some pollen that you might have. You know, you know strange pollen. Pollen. You know, <laughs> just gonna say pollen over and over again. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks, man. Me too. You look great, though. Oh well, thank you. I appreciate you're more that. handsome than you are funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know who uh, who 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 said that, but um, she sucks. Whoever she was. Uh, you want to do a Twitter game? Yeah, let's do one. No, I let's got do one a Twitter game. Right <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in the Twitter game seat. I, sh- I feel like I should have come prepared. That's uh, all right, man. Let's see. The Twitter game today is brought to you by our good friends at the Wine and Hop Shop. You want know, to Wine and Hop Shop and figure out all your stuff for making wine and beer because they're they're equally important. And the best part about making wine and beer is that you sort of can share a lot of the equipment. Oh yeah, uh, and I like that. So a lot of a lot of home, well, a lot of homebrewers start making wine too, man. It's I did. I made wine for a bit. Yeah, yeah. So you're exactly right in what you just said. <laughs> wine and hop, good good people supporting the show, and uh, you should support them too. So check it out. All right, this is in the news. Definitely just came up with this on the fly, um, but we just got word. I just got an official email right now. The Brewery Network has been invited to the White House. Wait, whoa, whoa, yeah. wow. But we're not really sure why. So I need you guys to help us figure out why, like, what what did we do? Because I know, like, the championship sports ball guys, the you baseball get invited guys, for things, yeah. you get invited for, like, stuff like that. Or, or, you show you know, up, you get your McDonald's, you get your Burger King. <laughs> right, right there and in that's it, you get, you get the thing. Um, but what the hell did we do to get invited to the, to the White House? So that'll be interesting to figure out. So the reason, what, what's the reason why the BN was invited to the White House? Yeah. Oh, that's a good game. I like that. Oh, thanks, man. I'm going to actually uh, text some things over under. <laughs> <laughs> an name. Under your five dummy Twitter accounts, exactly. ampl- that all you do is just amplify the two one A Twitter two one A Alfred. <laughs> uh, I would love that, man. I would love that. If you want to support the show, and, and why wouldn't you? To be completely honest, why don't you go over to Amazon, or actually go to our website and grab the Amazon link and do your Amazon shopping with our Amazon link. That helps out a lot. You can also uh, donate and uh, be a recurring donor to the BN Army. And every month you are entered into a gift certificate drawing oh. for $100. $100. For more beer. Wow. That's very nice of them. Yeah, I think so too. 
And uh, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I have. So we're shows over. <laughs> And it's <laughs> let's play some music. <laughs> no, we were t- talking before the show, Sully. I'm like, I don't, I don't have like I'm. So, I feel so unprepared for the show because I've been so friggin' sick and yeah. just not thinking about anything. And then I feel like I'm just old. Like I feel like I'm getting super old. And then I, I, I'm, I can't remember stuff. You're looking across the the, the table of a man <laughs> who is balding and graying yeah. Yeah, and me. dying in front of you it's, right now. Yeah. I'm literally every second that passes is, is another second closer to death for me. I'm 56. You just Would you just buck up here and get it together? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, but at 56, you have more hair than I do. And uh, probably have, I probably have more gray hair than you do. So now, <laughs> now. All right, I feel like we're playing tennis now. <laughs> like I'm trying to get you out of this hole. Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, no, you, you, listen, uh, you're going to be fine. Um, yeah, the show's great. Sure. Yeah, the show's excellent. The yeah. show's wonderful. Yeah, I just got back from Cincinnati. Yeah, I was out there. Are you arms tired? I, I went out. Uh, <laughs> I went out to <laughs> such a bad one. I'm not going to laugh at your jokes unless they're funny from now on. I, I went to Rheingeist, uh, which is in Cincinnati. It's a great brewery. Yeah. Um, and they do a rare beer festival every year. Okay. I've been there three times, and they invite a bunch of breweries to come out, and it's a wonderful space. I mean, you hear about Cincinnati. Cincinnati gets a bit bad rap back in the days, but it's it's totally come and do its own. There's a, there's wonderful breweries there. Um, and so um, I'm actually, this is a paid political plug from the Cincinnati, or not paid, po- <laughs> the political, Cincinnati but Tourism yeah, Commission. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, well, that's cool. Uh, What's yeah. a rare beer festival? So what you do is you don't bring, like, your mainline beers. So we sent two beers. We sent um, a beer from our Tales from the Kettle series. This is a, a, a series that we do where we have uh, the staff of the 21st Amendment. You know, you can be a salesperson. You can work in the kitchen. You can uh, be a brewer or whatever. And they everybody divides up into teams. Yeah. And then you brew a beer, and then it's judged by the San Francisco Brewers Guild, and then whoever wins, we produce that beer, we distribute it nationwide. Um, and we made this beer, this Imperial Milk Stout, called There's uh, There's Money in the Banana Stout. Okay. Milk Stout, I think that's what it's called. And uh, yeah, so we sent that beer, and then we sent Monk's Blood, which just came out. Monk's Blood. Monk's Blood. Uh, and it's just a fun, chill festival. I mean, there's probably, I don't know, 50 breweries there, or something like that. And uh, Brian Goulding, who actually used to live in the Bay Area, he used to work for Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he went back there and started this brewery in Cincinnati, and they're just killing it back there. I mean, it was like they just struck lightning there. I mean, they're really? literally like, it was like th- there wasn't really uh, a brewery, you know, a brewing scene there. Yeah. And they came in, and the, and the whole town just like it was like one big, like, big hug uh, <laughs> on both sides, and uh, just huge support. So Let's go good. to Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. And stay there. So I was just, I just got back yesterday. <laughs> Well, good. I well, mean, you look refreshed, I'm, I'm mighty a, refreshed I for a guy who day, just traveled. What are you having? What's going on there? It's bugs. Uh, <laughs> Fucking bugs, dude. If it's not junk that Bev's complaining about, it's bugs that I'm complaining about. Anyway, yeah, just got back, took the day off, so I feel pretty good right now. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Hell yeah. Speaking of not so, feeling very good, Warren. Can we talk about Warren? How fucking annoyed I am with Warren right now. Yeah. So so I, last time I saw he was in a he was in his van driving or his <laughs> RV. Yeah. So he left, yeah. and and I'm sure that Jay talked about it and waxed poetic on on the last. Oh, show. Oh, it was a big like tear fest. thing, right? Yeah. Kim, um, Kim brought in beards for us. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, really yeah, cute. yeah. She did a good job. Where's she, by the way? Wasn't she here? I don't know. Who knows? Okay. But who knows with Kim? You know, she rides the wind wherever wherever she wants to be. 
I just imagine she's just a jet setter. She has like her own private plane, and she's going. She's just because I, I don't I don't I don't really know I her. I just I just learned how to say her last name. Yeah, but, so, which is Shemansky, I yeah, think. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Warren and so I, worst, yeah, Warren. Actually, we recorded uh, on Saturday. I you know I I got was like feeling sick on Thursday. I had to record for Ears Up. Go to earsuppodcast.com. and uh, <clears throat> and then Friday I was deathly sick. Saturday woke up and I recorded an episode of Heads and Tails with Warren. Oh. He called in remotely from uh, the road? Corvallis, Oregon, as a matter of fact. And we did this really cool interview with uh, La Alasana, which is a distillery in Patagonian, Argentina. Oh, okay. Or Argentinian Patagonia, because Patagonia spans into Chile, apparently. <laughs> Sounds like you I learned know something. That. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, hey, man, so how's Washington, right? Because as everybody knows now, we beat it to death where he left us to go up to Washington to figure out a location. Yeah. To build his distillery, he hasn't even made it. Pa- he hasn't didn't even make it into Portland yet, and it's been a week. I'm like, what? What's so going, I, what's going on? I don't know. So I saw on social media that uh, I think it was on Halloween he was in Portland. Like, dude, you left a week and a half ago, and you haven't even made. You could it. have been to Portland in twelve hours or <laughs> yeah. ten hours, whatever it is. Right. It was so weird, man. So is I don't he, know what he's doing. What is going on? I, I I didn't really talk to him about this. Yeah. He's just he's going to go there and just like take his time to look for a place. I mean, yeah. What's what's going? What's with his bank account? Well, I think he has uh, a a few locations in mind, and so he's just going to like figure that out logistically. Uh, He knows sort of where he wants to go. So he's just. So it sounds like he's meandering. He's just sort of like you know slowly going up there and looking at this as like a like an extended vacation. I mean, yeah, but. How slow is he going? It's like he's walking. Well, number one, number one, it is Warren. Yeah. But number two, if I were Candy, I'd be pissed off because I'm like, then why isn't why aren't I going with you or whatever? Oh, she's not with him. No. Oh. <laughs> so I feel like Warren. If you had to write the story on it, it's like, yeah, I'll be there in like a day or two, honey. Yeah. Give me about it. I feel like Warren's just kind of doing Warren. And he's like, oh, well, I might as well stay here. What else do I have to do? And meanwhile, literally everybody else is like, but you left for a reason that you're not, you're not doing this reason. Not anymore. And uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's uh, me and Sully today. Did you see him at the iFly? I the did see him at the indoor parachuting thing? Yeah. Skydiving. Indoor Whatever. parachuting. He's just he, floating. He did that? He saw him? I get, uh, not on social media. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Kid's weird. But uh, I'll tell you what, we did all our things. We're going to take a break. <laughs> okay. Then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to the boys at Ogopogo. Ogopogo. Brewing. And uh, I'm excited, man. I am, too. I love the name. I want to talk about that name, like, for the whole show. Yeah. I love the name. Apparently, they're doing a collaboration with Drake's. That's kind of fun to talk about. So we have, uh, you know, some Bay Area ties to chit-chat with the boys about, and it's going to be a good time. So hang on, everybody. It's the session, and, uh, you know, we'll be right back.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for sticking with us. I forgot in my old age, in my my uh, my disease and mucus-addled brain. Yeah, what happened there? To do the uh, feedback. Which is arguably the most important and popular part of the show. You know, I, I didn't want to say it, but that's actually the only reason why I listen. <laughs> the so, only reason uh, you come in. You want to see it in person. Yeah, and I, I, I was expecting you to do it, and you didn't. You said, we'll do it when we come out of the break. And I was like, phew. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, I'm here to do. I'm here to alleviate pain. Yeah. Uh, and the the pain is you missing out on feedback. And, and make me happy. That's right. Yeah, so thank you for completing me. <laughs> Uh, before we get to feedback, of course, I want to tell you about Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com. Get your 21-day free trial of the best software for home brewing around. It's good stuff. You have nothing to lose because it is free. Brad works really hard. He puts a lot of cool stuff in there, a lot of options for you to do, a lot of stuff you didn't even know that you needed. And, uh, you know, I do kind of like that. We're, we're, I don't want to say overdeveloped, but uh, Beersmith is so... So much stuff, right? There's so many options it's, to work with that you. It, it sort of allows you to to learn. I don't know anything about this. Maybe I should look into, into first wort hopping or yeah. or uh, water chemistry. For me, it's always water chemistry because I'm stupid and I hate water dealing with water always, chemistry. It's a little bit of a hurdle for everybody. Yeah, for sure. But you can deal with all that stuff and more with Beersmith. Go to beersmith.com. Twenty one days. For free, and if you don't like it, you're out literally nothing. You tried some stuff, and maybe it doesn't work for you, and that's totally fine, but you're wrong. You'll be back. Yeah. Well, they all come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 100% return rate. <laughs> you may, like, cancel after 21 days, but you definitely are, like, re-upping. <laughs> you're definitely going to re-up. All right, let's do some feedback. Let me cough for a second. Again. <coughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. We got the boys from Ogopogo here, too, but uh, we're going to get to them I'm just going to repeat later. that name over and over again because I love it. Ogopogo. It is fun. What is that called? Alliteration or something like that, right? Ogopogo? Yeah. yeah. That's palindrome. Palindrome, that's what it is. It's not alliteration. Come on, you knew that. I'm stupid. You're just not feeling well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally didn't know that. Um, let's see. Feedback, of course. Brought to you by the handsome young gentleman at the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. And if you are going to open a brewery or distillery, even if you don't live in North Carolina and you need help navigating the national sort of uh, paperwork that you have to do and all that federal stuff, John will help you. Go to John at the uh, email him, John at the BeerLawCenter.com, I think is what it is. But more importantly, just go to BeerLawCenter.com. John's a good guy. Mm -hmm. And he will help you. And even if you have questions related to, like, California stuff, he'll help you. You can't, you know, take him to court over it, but he knows what he's talking about, so check him out. All right, here we go. The first one is from Nate, and it starts out, Session Crew. Suggestion to book Beerstat Lager Brewing for your show. Oh. Ridiculously good lagers. All Reinheinsgebot. I have a problem with that word. You did fine. Keep going. Uh, no, but I mean, just like, can we just have an English translation and make it easy for everybody? German beer purity law. There we go. But you, you have to say that whole long thing. <laughs> That's true. Okay. Uh, just had a Hellas at the tap room after recently returning from Munich. Closest to the real thing I've tasted stateside. Pretty sure JP will appreciate their anti-juicy N-E-I-P-A attitude also. Thanks for the incredible content you all put out. Cheers, Nate. Yeah, that's basically, I remember at GABF, it used to be Falling Rock. Everyone, got to go to Falling Rock. Never leave. If you leave Denver... And you haven't been to Falling Rock, turn around, and go you're going to spend time in some kind of work camp first, <laughs> and then you're going to Falling Rock. Yeah. 
and then you're coming home. But now it's beer stout. Like this GABF, it was everywhere. Yeah. It's amazing beer. It, it's funny. I was just telling you about this festival uh, this past weekend uh, in, in Cincinnati, and yeah. uh, Beerstadt was one of the breweries pouring, and they were pouring that beer, and it was like everybody. I mean, all the brewers, we were just like burr, burr, all 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 night long. It's funny, man. When you it's get a good beer, it's a good beer to have. It kind of counters everything else. Yeah, when you get one of those loggers, man, those hard to do loggers, the slow pour. Yeah, slow. it's it's tough, man. It's tough to beat. We're, we're guilty. We went as well. Did you go? You, you did? Yeah. Did you take nice. a picture and put it on Instagram of the oh, beer? We did not. <laughs> well, then you got to go back now and do it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Actually, book your flight right now. Go to kayak.com. Kayak.com. Supporting the Brewing Network. <laughs> no, I don't know. I do. I would like to go. Uh, oddly enough, this next email is also from Nathan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I don't What's... know. What's... I don't know what's going on here. Uh, hi, Beginners. Yesterday, I was at a beer festival in an old jail. And he says, here in Australia, every second building is an old jail. <laughs> All right. And wouldn't you know it, walking around was a unicorn vomiting a rainbow. Excited lunch meat oh. was yelled. High fives were had. And it was the highlight of my day seeing the deep track being represented here in Australia. Haven't got much else to say. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are still doing great work after all these years. Love you all, Nathan. I love that he took the time to write that he doesn't have anything else to write. <laughs> <laughs> but I got this thing about lunch meat, yeah. this obscure reference to an old show. Uh, instead of just pressing send, he just wrote, well, that's it for me. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> What's going on with that? We I might just that, officially we got to bring that thing back? No, no. Lunch meat? Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. J- Jay refuses to do it. And uh, it's dead. It's officially dead. You and I can bring it back. We can, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, we can just talk about about weird beer news. Good knows there's a God knows there's a lot of weird beer shit out there. I miss it. Yeah, we'll bring it up in the next meeting. <laughs> Lunch meat will come back. That's I'm right. I'm saying it right now. That's right. Uh, this is from another Justin. He says, "Hello, Justin." I completely understand why you would dig deep into what seems like an interesting background. Your guest being a former priest. I guess this is the last show, Bev. There was a priest. Okay. Bev doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. She didn't listen she didn't even, Did she just nod? Brother no, sorry. I was reading the Twitter things and I only heard half of what you said. Oh, okay. Um, yes. The last guest was a former priest? Yes. Nice. Fascinating story. All right. But anytime I hear, okay, you hear, do me a favor, Bev, and just take your headphones off for a second. Okay. Anytime I hear someone praise God, I cringe a little. I won't place all the blame on you since it's hard to change conversation when there's awkward momentum. Anyways, just had to let you know. I still greatly appreciate the session. Another Justin. All right, you can put your headphones back on now. <laughs> They're already on. Okay. She did take them off, though. I did see that. She actually played along. All right, well. I don't know why. As I was taking them off, I was like, why? But you know, you're, you're not going to like this. I'm trying to protect you. Shut up. Uh, this last one is from Ryan. Oh. <laughs> hey, guys. Love the show. Can't wait for tonight's episode. This is like a fresh email, which I never get. This is just happened right before the show. Oh, wow. I can't wait for tonight's episode. This past Friday, we had the can release party for our local homebrew club and Melvin at our tap room. It was cool to hear a few weeks back you guys giving some love for Will on the show. I have a four-pack for you guys. If you would like me to send them your way, JP will love it. P.S. Still waiting for my Twitter game prize. Oh. Hmm. How does that happen? What's his name? Ryan. <laughs> Send me an email. It could have gotten missed. Right. Definitely possible. Okay. Ryan, email Bev uh, at Bevo at com. Maybe I'll get it to you. I don't know. We'll see. 
All right, that's Twitter game brought to you by Beer Law Center. Can we? Are we done now? Finally, Sully, can we get to our friends here, please? They've been waiting here. They're just sitting there. They're drinking their beers and they're, they're like, rolling why their eyes. Like, you guys didn't come here just for the show, right? Like you're uh, doing other shit in the Bay Area, and then you're like, we should probably just do this. I think this was the linchpin. Okay, oh, for the visit. linchpin. Good, oh. good choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> so, how on a scale from one to ten is it? How bored are you? Because <laughs> what Jason is really saying is he welcomes you with open arms, <laughs> yeah. and we're having a wonderful show. <laughs> That's right. Jason and Ryan, welcome very much. Thank you very much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having us. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there eventually. We're running a little slow here today, boys. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> we already have beers in front of us, but I, I want to go through your backgrounds. I'm looking at the show notes, and uh, the one thing that sticks out to me, first of all, is Jason just moved out of the brewery. I, I didn't know that was the name. Yeah. yeah. What does so, that mean? Congratulations. Um, thank you. <laughs> How long were you in there? Yeah, what's going on with you guys down there? A, a little over two years. Oh, um, wow. I'm glad it worked out. We moved into the building June of 2017. Yes. And I was still the head brewer at Mason Aleworks at the time, and I started splitting my time back and forth. And then around August, September of 2017, I pretty much made the leap, but... Uh, being a head brewer, I didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? I, I'm making a move to start this business, and we discussed early on that I was going to need a place to stay. Yeah. And when we first discussed this, I think Ryan had a guest room, but then he has his family in town a lot. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm going to have to live in the brewery. <laughs> I love that that's the excuse. Uh, I mean, you could stay here, but you never know when my family's going to want to Hey, where stay, is the so brewery, by the way? Did you say yeah. that? San Gabriel. San Gabriel. San Gabriel. Okay. Um, so we have a little space above our office that's got five-foot, two-inch clearance. And uh, <laughs> All right. When, oddly enough, my girlfriend actually moved up there and lived there with me for almost all of two years. She's wow. also our, our tasting manager. Okay. But she is tall enough that she can stand up in the uh, the space where okay. I, I could not. So doing laundry is no fun. <laughs> wow, that's commitment. But so, we moved out on Tuesday. Hey! I oh, now, just, I just now live in a house. <laughs> So, things it, are going well. Is that weird where you kind of you can just go, I can stand up fully erect and that's fine and do laundry at the same time? <laughs> it's just nice to be able to go home when our tasting room is open and I don't have to hide somewhere. Yeah, that's got to be awkward because we all do weird stuff when we're home alone and not even just, you know, whatever you're thinking of right now, but <laughs> just noises and smells and you just want to yeah, relax. Yeah. But how how do you even unwind during work hours when you know there's there's stuff happening down like did you ever he oh, overhear a conversation and you're like i could fix this but i'm not working i need to I'm leave it alone clock. yeah i uh, usually it's just kids yeah or just drunk people laughing and, Those are kids. <laughs> and i'm like i just want to go to sleep right now <laughs> I already said like once. I was yeah. worried about how many times I would say the word like being uh, a it, Southern Californian. Bro, we're all we're all Californians here. Let's uh, like embrace it. <laughs> I'll say I, um a lot. I'll get the like meter out. out. We'll, we'll, we'll count it. <laughs> that would be hard. Just I mean, separating I, 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 from a lot of the brewers that we've talked about, and just from being you know adjacent into this industry, it, it is hard to separate. Where it's not you work at an office and you go home and that's it. You don't have to think about it. It's 
you're sort of on call. I mean, look, you're here at 7 o'clock on a Monday night. I mean, most people are not working, but you're you're still doing it. So there's a lot of times when you, you're sort of on the clock whether you want to be or not, but to have no space to get away from, it's got to be challenging. It certainly was. There are some benefits that I know now that I leave the building, I'm going to stress out when I'm home. There's been like you one of those guys, yeah. Yeah, well, okay. Like, yeah. I had a, a solenoid get stuck open on a beer that was two days into fermentation. Oh yeah, and <laughs> it was around Christmas. A friend bought me brought me in a bottle of rye whiskey, which we pretty much uh, had finished, and I caught this, and I was like, "Yay! It's two in the morning. I am drunk, and I have to figure out how to warm up this tank right now." Yeah, but I was there, and I caught it. Okay, so. We didn't have to dump any beer. It was, yeah. it was a success. Jeez, how did you guys get started with the uh, in, in the brewing industry in general? Yeah, let's let's, let's whole, go with Ryan. Yeah, first. Ryan Ryan's just kind of sitting around here. Yeah, okay. he's, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I started as a, a home brewer, as I think most of us have started out yeah. <clears throat> in the industry. Um, uh, my brother actually started home brewing. I went down to San Diego to visit him, and we brewed a batch of beer. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is great! Yeah, I, I need to give this a, a whirl." Yeah, were you a, a, a big drinker before then? Uh, not really, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I used to be a, a professional baseball player before. Oh, nice! Going into beer, um, okay. Which, ironically, I didn't drink much when I played baseball. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I guess I could see both sides of that as a as a professional sport guy. You're probably just parting a lot. That's the, that's the. Uh, uh, that, that's what they say. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. <laughs> but I would imagine you really have to take care of yourself in order to be at the yeah, top. You gotta, of you're game. an athlete. That's what they say. That's, yeah. that's what it's called. Uh, and yeah. so you probably can't go out that. But I mean, I hear baseball players are like, you know, I mean, you've got to play all those games. You know, what is it? 161 games a year, or something like that. At least in the major leagues. Yeah, yeah. And I know sure 142. Yeah, so. I mean, Damn. Uh, only a little bit. Only less. a little bit less. So <laughs> I guess yeah. you're right. Uh, and you know, you you know, you're having you're living your life, and you got to go out and you know. Tie one on once in a while. Hell yeah! Maybe you play the next game a little fuzzy, but you know you're still out there doing the doing the work. Yeah, yeah. We get uh, two off days a month, so usually the night before an off day, everybody everybody parties it up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't that big of a party guy. You weren't that big of a beer drinker, and then it's your brother's fault. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's okay. the cause of all this. He's out there actually. So oh, he is. Blame him. Uh, well, that's why he's out there. You tell him like, oh, why didn't I get invited? Because you did this. Yeah, exactly. this So you were why, doing yeah. baseball, and then um, you were just. It's called that. playing baseball. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like doing baseball. You were performing right. in a sport. <laughs> I have to, I don't read. I'm not a sports guy, so I, I just totally showed myself just right now. Outed myself right now. Uh, is, is, so you're doing baseball. <laughs> I'm going to lean into this. <laughs> it's like you were doing something. There you go. Uh, and you're, uh, and so what was the, how'd you, what was the leap? Like, uh, all right, I'm going to do something else now. Uh, I just kind of got um, stuck. I wasn't enjoying the game as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was getting more and more involved in brewing and doing research and, like, upping my production. I was brewing in a closet during the season. Uh, so that was really fun. And um, so thinking that I was going to be retiring soon anyway, so why not? go into this industry which you know seems to be growing at an exponential rate everybody i've met has been great so yeah and this was down in the la area los angeles uh, was in san diego oh san diego yeah. okay well damn and you're a pitcher right correct yes okay 
You guys, uh, I, I think of pitchers so as not really pitching. having. You're doing pitching. Uh, you're one of those guys who do pitching, right? You don't have like a big shelf life anyway, right? Because a lot of pitchers, you blow your arm out after a certain number of years. Yeah. And you know, that, that, I mean, in any sport like that. But yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were, you were thinking, well, how do I... How do I What's move on thing? into the next thing? Yeah. Yeah. Do and, I really <laughs> want to go through with the surgery or do I want to go into something a little bit more? Yeah. Fun? <laughs> right, 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 right. A lot more work probably, I would imagine, for a lot less money. So but. you started home. <laughs> how, how long were you homebrewing for? Uh, probably about two or three years. Um, and then I uh, went to the UCSD uh, brewing extension program. Oh, wow. You got it You got it hard then. You got, you got bit by the brewing bug really hard. I did, yeah. yeah. Whenever I do something, it's always like, all right, here we go. 100%. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Probably the sports uh, the sports mentality of... Let's yeah. just let's just yeah push it to the limit. And let's go. Yeah. For okay. Sure. So how did you guys hook up? How did you guys meet? We, we actually met in San Diego. Uh, I had already been brewing at Golden Road and ah the old GR. <laughs> yeah. We both worked there at one point. Oh. And, all right. we, and we met at St. Archer. So we'll just get all that out. Wow. There. Um, Everywhere you go, you followed by a wake of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when I started at St. Archer, Ryan was running the lab. Uh, he was the lab manager there, and I had a little bit of lab experience when I worked at Golden Road. And so, I had moved back to take the job at Mason Aleworks, but they were behind schedule. And then I had a friend who blah, 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 introduced us. Yeah. Uh, we hit it off. Um, actually, Ryan's baseball life... Uh, we have like very different but similar backgrounds. I was a touring musician before I got into beer. Okay, you you have a musician vibe. Like both of you have the past vibes, right? We look like musician, a baseball player. Oh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're not like just green home brewers. Like, hey, by golly, I want to just brew good beer. Yeah. No, you all have like you definitely have some road look to yourself. I was a computer <laughs> scientist for 20 years, and then I decided to shift. No. Well, at St. Archer, they make you do like two weeks on the can line just to make sure you're not an asshole like okay <laughs> this this is how they ran things um I feel like that's a good that's a good bar to set of sure. like if you can make it with uh with you know working hard and not complaining about a bunch of shit because I imagine can line isn't necessarily easy work. Well, I like the way you looked at me when you asked that question yeah. because we have cans, we sell beer and cans. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's like I mean anytime you package anything, it can be repetitive and you know especially a, a smaller can line, which can be very like intense as you guys know. We've yeah. worked on it for a while. Uh, you know, it breaks down and they're very finicky devices. So uh, I do like that aspect though. You make people do like what is that considered like the lowest level position kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. Really. there should be more respect for it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, actually uh, a big part of what we were doing in the lab while working at St. Archer. Ryan had started the sensory program, which they didn't have before. And he would have the packaging people try the beer, uh, do triangle tests on a regular basis so they could be familiar with the product that they're packaging every day. So that they <laughs> right. should know what it what tastes, it's supposed like. To tastes like. Um, no one from St. Archer works at St. Archer anymore that we worked with. Uh, but there was a certain someone who put an end to our sensory program because he walked in and said, it just looks like a bunch of people drinking. Like, which was, was heart crushing. Like, he, Ryan set this entire program up and we had been working on it for months. Like, we're going to 
you know, understand what our product's going to taste like months down the road, whether it's warm store, cold store, blah, blah, blah. The things that everyone should do in a sensory program. And That's amazing to me. That it, it's, and that's the, the, sort of the fascinating part of commercial brewing is how your product changes oh, yeah. and how your consumer will ultimately approach that beer and what you're doing on the packaging is well, that's where the, probably the first or maybe even second thing that actually matters yeah, that's the like, most. that's where the, t- the tires hit the pavement. I yeah. mean, you know, you can do everything great upstream. You guys know this. I mean, yeah, last but line it, of yeah, if, if that's it. If you don't package it right, then whatever you did great up, uh, you know, further up on the hot side and the cold side, that's just done out the window. Hmm. So... So RIP to your program, dude. That sucks. Oh. <laughs> Did you have lab experience Six before? Years ago? <laughs> yeah, you're getting over it. You okay, right? You want to you hug it out right now? No, no, it's okay. Sometimes I cut myself, but nobody enough, can no. see the scars. Long live the triangle test. <laughs> That's <coughs> goodbye, true to brand. Did you have lab experience before working there, or, or, uh, or Golden little, Road rather? Um, not at Golden Road. Uh, I did uh, an internship at uh, White Labs uh, for my oh, yeah. CSD program. Okay. So they said you needed to do an internship program. It's like, well, I'm already working at a brewery, so why not try to do something a little different to understand a different aspect? Damn. I don't think I would have that foresight. I would be like, yeah, I'm already doing the. I'm already working at a brewery, so let me do the exact thing I'm already doing to make it easier for myself. Why do I want to grow my uh, my knowledge base it and do more work? Easier. And yeah, you, you can do things and create triangle tests. Right. <laughs> that will be discontinued. I don't know why I'm harping on that. But it's very unusual. That does it's suck, man. Unusual. He is a bit of a sponge. Like we yeah. would learn things together, and he would know it immediately. And like a month later, I would still not know what I was doing. <laughs> That's the musician side of you right there. <laughs> like, I lost that brain cell in uh, I don't know, Athens, Georgia. On the in a little door. hole in the wall. Funny that you say Athens. <laughs> if you have an Athens story, that's not important. But. <laughs> uh, you'll have to tell us later. That's right. So you meet at Golden Road. Uh, St. Archer. St. Archer. Archer. All right. And then what happens? We had both planned on doing this. Yeah. Um, I had a separate business partner before I left Golden Road to move back to San Diego with my tail between my legs. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would talk about it in the lab all the time. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to start a company that treats its employees good. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't pay people minimum wage to run a lab. That's um, right. So we That's weird bounced. that you would have that conversation at those places. That's weird. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> well, we just talk about it all yeah. the time. I mean, we were just sitting in the same lab together all day long, or both sitting on a tank dumping yeast down the drain. I'd be like, "There's a lot of downtime in brewing." And uh, at one point, Ryan actually said to me, he was, why don't we do this together?" And I was like, oh. "I was like, well, you don't need me." And he's like. You actually did say, you're right. But, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, but I'm going to just keep talking. <laughs> but, but you said, but we work well together. And I was like, you're correct, sir. Hmm. We do. And he also has a better mind. Uh, like, Ryan handles all of our finances. I could never do this. This is something that my also Same, musician dude. brain would never <laughs> be able to process. Yeah. And I, I'm the arts and crafts. Although we both brew, we both write recipes. We're always, you know, communicating what it is we're going to make. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't know how to keep the lights on. That's a... It's a definite Ryan chore. Yeah, I, need, feel, I feel bad. Yeah. He pays the bills. Yeah. Yeah. That's the most important part, man. Yeah. 
too many breweries go out for not paying bills and not managing that stuff correctly. So that's a that's a heavy crown to wear, man. Yeah, super fun. I love it. <laughs> do you really love it? Oh god, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but is it one of those things where you you knew you had to do it, or do you have some finance background? You're like, well. This is I, I can do this, but I don't want to do it. And then now you're just doing it. Uh, no background in it. Um, just learning online. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. Google what? Yeah. <laughs> how do what's, I make an invoice? Balance sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty much how we built our brewery too. Is with YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is that your phone? Is that my phone? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that. That's that. Yeah, you said Google. That's yeah, hilarious. Sensitivity is up pretty good, man. Okay, He's so you tell just, you how to open a brewery right now. <laughs> yeah, right. You can learn it right now. I will direct you to the live stream of the Brewing Network right now with Ogopogo Brew. Um, yeah, so it sounds like you're just you're finding. Things that need to be done, and uh, the more hats you can wear, probably the better at startup, I would imagine, right? You don't want to hire random people to do stuff when you can just, you know, search on the internet. I don't want to say the G word, because I don't want the phone to go off again. (laughs) I I think the only uh, large tasks that we did not handle when building the place was uh, sprinklers, and we actually did some of the concrete work ourselves, but we Uh, hired... Someone to do like the cellar itself. Yeah. But uh, Ryan took a welding course at a community college and then just practiced a lot. And he welded all of our furniture uh, before we had our CUP. So we just had the building and we could put nothing permanent in. So I was like, I'll just start building furniture. Uh, okay. But he also, our, our whole brew house is used dairy. And so Ryan oh, yeah. and his cousin welded. All the second walls, put manways in, did all the piping. Um, nice. I am I am not an electrician, but I did probably ninety percent of our electrical. We did hire someone to come in and make our control panel. Man, that would freak me out. Yeah, like, that's our, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, even in like in, in in my house, we had like pre wired for ceiling fan shit or whatever. So like, oh, eventually we'll just get ceiling fans. And every time I would put a ceiling fan in. I would sweat like my back would be sweaty because even you're cooking up two wires and with nuts or three wires. See, I don't even know anymore. It might not be grounded. <laughs> Maybe our ceiling fans aren't grounded. Yeah, that's I why don't you're know. Sick. <laughs> yeah, um, but I couldn't wire ninety percent of my business, especially if I'm going to live there for two years. I, I, I I'm not that confident in, and I guess in my uh, well, fuck it, we'll see kind of aspect. That part was pretty convenient. I was like, I know I'm going to live in this loft and I need power up here. And so I was like, okay. I guess I'm going to run some conduit up here and okay. put a couple of outlets in. <laughs> All right. I'm going to I'm gonna build a shower so my girlfriend doesn't kill me. Yeah. Um, She'll need to bathe. Yeah. <laughs> you, the, maybe not. Yeah, it's for her, not for you. Right. In the beginning, I used a camping shower. I would uh, get one of those bags and just hang it on the door to our patio. Yeah. And I would just squat <laughs> open the open the valve, and I found like a bartending job locally that I would work like three nights a week, so I could make a little bit of extra cash. But I would be underneath it. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing visuals. It's, this is it's a, fun. It's, it's, it's all right. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. You're on camera at some point. I'm sure you're fine. That's crazy. A camping a camping shower. Yeah, probably only for like three months. I did that I, when I realized my girlfriend was going to move up and live there as well. I was like, Yeah, all right, I got to figure shower. out running water. Yeah, to figure. Got to be what? A, what a saint! By the way, she, are you still together? No, we're not. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that ended up uh, yeah. last Tuesday. Yeah, thanks for bringing it up. But uh... <laughs> uh, yes, we are still together. <laughs> nice. She is our tasting room manager. Uh, 
um, and we just moved into a house in El Monte on Tuesday. Wow. With our beautiful two-year-old pit bull named Lou. <laughs> I don't know that I don't know that I could move in like if if my girlfriend, uh, you know, if I had one. Let's you just did be once. very clear. Go ahead. Uh, I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could move. Hey, come and live with me above my business. In, yeah, in this little area that we, you can't. I can stand up. Or you you can stand up, but I can't. <laughs> and there's like a shower with some like you know marginal electricity you know testing going on here. Yeah, just yeah, just, just crouch. A, you'll be fine. What are you What are you feeding her? I mean, what's going on there? What was there? Is there another deal or? <laughs> I am baffled that she made this decision. Uh, yeah. There's definitely some hardships of working with someone that you're in a relationship with yeah. as well. Yeah. And I, I think with us living there, um, this really tested us. So this is like, it's kind of weird that it just happened this week because I'm out of town for like five days. But oh, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a very exciting thing. Like, That's we, cool. We have a separation now, like a place you can go. Yeah. You can clean yourself. Plus, the shower that I built was in our cellar. I built it out of Unistrut and uh, conduit and just put a shower curtain on it, and it was on a plastic pallet, and I had a hose going from the sink in our tasting room. This should uh-huh. have been used as a wash, hand-washing sink. Right. And we would sometimes have to shower when we were open. And, like, if you peek through the cellar, you'll see me, like, come out of the shower. Like, I'll be wearing board shorts and, like, throwing a towel on real quick. Make sure no one sees my shirtless body. Uh, but that's over. It's, it's, okay. It's I so feel exciting. like that's some sort of OSHA thing. Maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah? Okay. What's right. that man doing back there? I distinctly <laughs> saw a half-naked man yeah. taking a shower. Um, I'll have a pint of the half-nude man in the background. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So, you open. How's the beer? How's the beer received? Well, there? hold on a second. What, oh. Tell me. Let's back up a second here. What's the What's the deal with the name? That's mostly Ryan. Okay. Um, I don't, do you want to explain it? Or you want me to explain? Oh, you're better at it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so when we were working at St. Archer, we this is a kind of a, a cool thing for us. We never second guessed the name. Uh, Ryan, really into palindromes, uh, says. Hey, what if we name it a palindrome? And I'm like, uh, you were like, I have to look up what that means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did. And he's like, you know, like taco cat race car. I'm like, oh, okay, fascinating stuff. Um, <laughs> You're like, I, uh, I don't need you anymore. I gotta go. My shift is. I got a thing now. I have to stand in the corner over here. But he's reading off a list. I think it was in alphabetical order, so it took it a was, while yeah. before we got to Ogopogo. What, was there a time when you're like, I've I've gone into business with a child? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a big man was, child. I think he was to have this or something. Rain Rain Man. He's like, he's like, he can weld. He was a baseball player. He... He, has, he's, he can do the finances, yeah. and you're like, what's going and on? Make here? a list of palindrome. <laughs> I, I don't recall if you knew what it was already, or we Googled it. Like, because he said Ogopogo, Googled it after, and I was like, what the hell is an Ogopogo? I love the sound of it. It just sounds ridiculous. It sounds like a British new wave band. Yeah, it well, really does. We get called Oingo Boingo Brewing all the time. <laughs> uh, really, do you? Well, you look like it. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Geez. yeah. Uh, I, guess old, I guess that's good. Good old Evan Price from Green Cheek likes uh, to call us that. On oh, okay. Um, He's a funny man. He is. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it as an endearing sentiment. Yeah. But uh, so we we look it up. It's a lake monster in British Columbia in uh, Lake Okanagan, and I hate naming beers. It's probably it's probably one of my least favorite things. 
uh, to do that comes with this industry, not in mm. life. There's plenty of other things that I like less. <laughs> sure. Um, Wouldn't that be amazing if that was, <laughs> that was like the that thing? That was it. That was the, I will literally, the high water mark yeah, of the whole thing. I will run over kittens, yeah. but I will never, <laughs> ever name a beer. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because everyone's always trying to be clever. Like, that is true. It's clever or creative. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I understand yeah. why it's fun for some people, but I don't think that my brain is geared towards this at all. And when we discussed, like, oh, cool, it's like the Loch Ness monster in Canada. Yeah. Like, what if we just name all our beers different mythological creatures or folklore? And then it, this all didn't happen at once. But eventually, we we're like, yeah, we can try to tie in ingredients or where the style originated yeah. to the folklore from that region. And so now, when we name beers, we just Google, make sure that people can pronounce it, and then ah. roll with it, or make sure that someone hasn't used the name before, which we <laughs> ran into recently. And <laughs> Where? We have those people outside the window here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They actually come in. Let's bring them well, in, and we're going to confront you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, that's a great naming culture. I mean, that's one of those things. Yeah. I mean, we I've got a you know company, and we've tried. We have funny, weird, long names as well. Um, uh, but it's like if you can lock into something like that, then it makes it all easier. Just like what you said, you can just and it's got it's very specific, and it goes right to your brand. So I think that's what's wonderfully brilliant. It, it, is, it has worked out for the most part. We <laughs> just take the goddamn compliment. <laughs> just put it in your pocket. It'll go home and say Sully said it was a good idea. <laughs> we we made a Russian Imperial Stout early on, uh, and we loved the creature. But his name is Vodnoy, and it's spelled V O D Y A N O Y. But it's like uh, Vodanoi. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a bearded frogman that floats around on a log and torments children. It turns out a lot. Of, I love that. A lot of these creatures torment children. Um, <laughs> they all yeah. end in tormenting children. Yeah, <laughs> I respect that very much. So Ryan's wife actually um, had the idea to put on our chalkboard where the beers are listed to have a section that says, "How do I say that?" And then oh. we put in parentheses. Well, we don't really correctly phonetically spell it out we try to have a little bit of fun with it but yeah yeah it, it, it helps a little for sure yeah because the last thing you want as a, as a customer is to feel awkward about pronouncing a thing that you want to pay you know real dollars for yeah you just gotta, i'll take number two yeah <laughs> <laughs> people will just be like I, I want the belgian white and they're like oh, okay yeah which one is <laughs> say it sir no, they, they have this rule where they have to say the name the whole name so they don't get the beer stand on the say. bar and pronounce this into the megaphone exactly. please try again. correctly <laughs> I, I ordered one of our beers here and i tried calling it by its name which is fairly simple drood okay and in feeling bad about it i just looked up and said i mean i'll have the number no nine. Oh, you did do that <laughs> You backtracked on your own naming. Oh, man. Let's drink this uh, Belgian wit. Speaking of the Belgian wit that Ryan uh, brought up here. What's the real name? Yeah, what is the name of this? Uh, Boo Man, which... (laughs) (laughs) That's easy enough. Boo Man? Well, you originally were calling it it Boo Man because it's spelled B-O-E-M-A-N. Boo Man, yeah. But my... it's, It's the Dutch boogeyman. Okay. My, my dad's wife is from Belgium, and she came to the tasting room, and we had our pronunciation up there, and we spelled it B O W dash M A N. She's like, no, 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 no. It's it's Boo Man, like Boo, like a long, uh, really, like, like a long like, O, even yeah. though it's an O E. I was like, oh, 
I didn't know that Boo was international. I didn't know that, <laughs> that, that it's the same everywhere. You go to yeah. Japan and it's uh, Boo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that is that is interesting that the O E is just a long O sound. I, I guess so. Yeah. I, I mean, they speak so many languages in Belgium. Yeah. Like Dutch, Flemish, French, English. Right? Yeah. Sure. sure. I don't know, man. Maybe a I've German. never yeah, been. You, I've I thought you were just going to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what else is he going to pull off? I'm really impressed with the Belgians right now. <laughs> Belgians are great. So what's this beer about? Tell us about the beer. Uh, it's, it's pretty traditional Belgian wit beer. Um, I mean, it's. I always say it's not rocket surgery. Um <laughs> I mean, you have your base malt, some wheat, throw some oats, and then use, like, a good Belgian yeast and coriander, bitter orange peel. We put uh, golden naked oats in it as well. Oh, wow. It's, like, the, the one outlier. And just uh, water water treatment, I think, is a, an important part of it as well. Um, we do put a little calcium chloride in in the mash and in the kettle, as well as a little sulfate. Actually, I think it's a little sulfate-heavy to balance our water in San Gabriel. Oh. What's your water like? Uh, it needs a sulfate. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest with you, all I can do is, like, because I'm not, like, we're talking about water chemistry is not the easiest thing to, yeah. to get over that hurdle. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so I make comparisons to what I understood water in places in other places that I've worked. Mm-hmm. And recently reading, like, the... The new IPA, uh, I forget the name of the author, but he gets into so much chemistry. Uh, Mitch Steele. Is it Mitch Steele? Yeah. Uh, there's so much chemistry in the book yep. that I got to a point where I was like, why am I having to search, like Google searches while I'm reading this book? I, <laughs> I need to educate myself. Well, so I actually ordered Chemistry for Dummies uh, recently because I've tried reading, reading the... No, w- the water part to me, uh, and I've been doing this for a while, is like lost on me. It's like, that's like, it's like the black hole for me in brewing. You know, I rely on somebody else to talk to me about it. Like, But I mean, I, I lived in Southern California for a long time, so the reason I was asking about your water up there because the water where I when I first started brewing, was crappy. I mean, it was just like, you know, it was water that was pumped from, you know, probably northern California or, you know, from the Colorado River somewhere. And it was just uh, on its journey. It just, the minerality was so high, you know. Um, but it was also relatively soft in some ways. So, or hard, no, excuse me. See, there we go. Um, <laughs> and um, and I, so I used to brew with distilled water and I would just add back. I could do that like on a five gallon batch. So yeah, I'm always brewing. like, you know, you, you, it sounds like you can make pretty good beers down there. You're I imagine your water was probably pretty hard. Minerality is pretty hard. I would, you know, there's probably a lot of calcium there. So um, you're just trying to balance it out, um, which means you could probably make great IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I think most of Southern California's water cho- water source, like, changes throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not been on it as much as I'd like to, but um, just recently, like, sent samples out from war- to ward labs from yep. our hot liquor tank just to kind of have an understanding of the difference between what our water is like in our hot liquor tank in comparison just from when it's coming out of the carbon filter. And uh, even reading that report, I'm like, uh, okay, I need, an, I need an education. I really... Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think, like, you know, you said, like, wa- the water in California comes from so many different areas. It's like the people there. I mean, there's, like, you know, not, there's not a lot of – well, there are a lot of people from California, but there's a lot of people, outsiders from California. But I feel like it's the same with the water. For me, the water down there was just like, uh, I couldn't – I had a hard time with it. Um, 
Uh, but if you can tackle it, you know what you have to do. I think it's uh, it can be it can go to your benefit. So that was me, like kind of doing a backward, like I don't know, but you're going to be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't tell you why, but it's great. <laughs> well, it tastes great for somebody who just you know kind of you just sort of talk down your beer a little bit just by. It's pretty straightforward. Not he really. always does yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You sound like me. I'm, I'm self-fricating, too, so I'm looking <laughs> you right in the eyes right now. I, I, I'm the same way. This is a great beer. This Which is, is really funny delicious. about yeah. you because you're the first person to call people out for being self-deprecating. But then you do it. That's because I know it because yeah. I know what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. When I yeah. hear it coming back at me, I'm like, am I speaking right you're now? You're like, I know this. Yeah. I know this about me. This uh, is a great wit beer. Yeah. It's really well balanced, yeah. but it has that. It has that, and maybe it's the oats, the, the kind of in the in the middle part of the mouth. Feel. Yeah, it's like it's kind a, of a toasty, it, soft thing happening. Yeah, it's like the the, the mid the mid part of it's got has a nice roundness to it. That you know, you yeah. wouldn't pick up. No, uh, that's great. Well, thank that's you. a really yeah. good beer. Thanks. It's clean. It's not oxidized. It tastes great. And I love a good wit beer. Like I didn't yeah. really notice that before. And I think I think wit beers are a lot like lagers. Where the industry is sort of coming back around to these beer yeah. styles that lower alcohol, take some finesse to, to do really well. Um, and yeah. you're, we're getting beers like this where five years ago, I don't think people were really making wit beers at all. And if they were, it was like, here's a bunch of coriander and some two-row. Yeah. Well, Jason, we, we can we can talk <laughs> about your love of uh, of hazy beer IPAs right Let's now. Let's do that. <laughs> so this is, this is exactly in your wheelhouse. I, mean, I don't know if you listen to the show, but Jason, we, we don't want to bring it up because we'll go on for 20 minutes. Um, well, we're going to taste some. So, <laughs> <laughs> But this is a great way to start. Yeah, this is, this is a good is a, beer. This is, this is really, really nice and delicate. A lot of... Yeah, I've seen a lot of brewers get asked, like, what's your favorite style of brew to yeah. make? And I think they answer the question wrong and usually say, like, lagers. Yeah. Uh, that's their favorite beer to drink, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite beer to make because it's the easiest beer. <laughs> oh, you're differentiating between making yeah. and... Right, 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 right. This is hands down. Uh, our mash tun can produce 30 barrel batches, and we have a kettle that can handle a 30 barrel batch, but our mash tun can only... Handle thirty barrels worth of grain if it's below five, like around five percent alcohol. So if we, right, okay. if we need to make this beer in a thirty barrel batch, we can. We yeah. don't send it to the whirlpool because there's not a lot of hops in it. It usually ferments in like three days, and we pitch at like point seven five uh, cells per ml. Mm-hmm. Uh, we definitely underpitch to stress the yeast, and it still just finishes super fast. Wow! And it's a sixty minute boil. Cleanups super easy, easy. easy. yeah. yeah. Hands this, down, let's make this all day long. Yeah, how, how, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, when I'm done, I can take a shower in the room behind there, and I can be in bed uh, upstairs in, in ten minutes. Uh, so, uh, how does this beer do at your place? It, it, must, is, it must do really well. It is yeah. actually since day one been the most popular beer yeah. in our case here. And, and, really? and as a business person, um, sir, uh, you, you uh, I mean, that's that's ideal because something that goes, that you know you can brew quickly, doesn't hang out a long time, and doesn't yeah. take a long time to make. Uh, ingredients are pretty basic, and you can kick it out. That's that's the winner right there. Were you guys surprised that it's your number one? Um, I mean, who makes, who who goes, you know what I really want is a wit beer. I, like, nobody vocalizes that. San Gabriel didn't have a brewery. Okay. Um, there isn't really another brewery within like five mile, like a five mile radius. Yeah, wait until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, four that have opened. Yeah. And, and we opened in June, and San Gabriel is in the San Gabriel Valley, and it's really hot. And mm-hmm. so when we first started, we were still contract brewing out of Mason Aleworks. Um, 
where I worked formerly in Oceanside. So we were able to do a couple batches there just to put into distribution, and then we were able to do a couple right before opening because our brew house wasn't finished before we opened the tasting room. Okay. So we had a pilot system that Ryan built out of God knows what. Uh, <laughs> there goes Ryan building yeah. things again. Uh, like I don't know what, but we drove up in it. <laughs> And so we only had like a handful of beers when we first opened. Um, And I think it was one of the five, right? Yeah. And it just kind of was a success. It was like a refreshing beer in the summertime. And so we just kind of become known for it. And then when we produced our first Hazy IPA, then that quickly (laughs) became the second most popular. Yeah. But does it outpace the, the whip beer? It, no, it hell yeah, it's, dude! It's, I love that. I, I love that pace, like how quickly we move through it. Oh, in the tasting room, I still think the wit's the number one selling. Yeah, right? I think yeah. in distribution, we move through the you know. that I could see for yeah. sure. But uh, they, those people don't know anything. I think it's your tasting room <laughs> people that really are are very smart. That's a fantastic beer. I'm, I'm trying not to like wax too much on about it, but it's no, it's right. It's, 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 it's good. It's resonating. Yeah, I like it a lot. So what's the what's the setup there? Your brewery you said you have a thirty barrel system. Is that it's um, technically fifteen? Okay. Sorry, Ryan. Ryan, answer that question. <laughs> I'll, I will answer it because I built the system. Yeah. Um, actually, if you don't know. Uh, so it's a 1,000-gallon um, boil kettle, so we are able to do a 30-barrel batch in it, and I kind of oversized the mash louder ton um, in expectation. We'd be doing big beers, mm-hmm. but side effect was, oh, wow, we can do a less ABV beer as a 30-barrel batch instead of having to do two. So Nice. Yeah. So you have the brew house, and then what's the cellar situation? Uh, we have uh, three 15-barrel fermenters and a 30-barrel fermenter and then a 30-barrel brights. Wow. So you're kicking off, like, what, 1,500 barrels, 2,000 barrels a year? Uh, no, we're probably more right, yeah. to, like, 800, 2,000. I, just, I literally just made up a number. I was looking at you right in the eye. I just going to see what lands. And I, if, if I nailed it, I'd be, like, the smartest guy in the room. <laughs> That's right, Bob. Oh, my God, he just did so that. He just really knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I know the market and said, Gabriel, really what you're doing, right? <laughs> God bless. Uh, and you just opened. Yeah just, yeah, just over a year. I think this year I I, can't, I, I always shoot low because Ryan was saying earlier, I said we'll probably produce around 800 barrels this year, and I guess I'm wrong as well. It's, it's higher than that. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so you're, you're a year. You're, you're in uh, September, I think is what it said, right? Yeah. Damn. Well, we opened technically in June, but yeah. we didn't have our grand opening until September, and we were going to move that date next year because – September is the stupidest, busiest <laughs> month in beer, and you have your anniversary in that month is really hard to like find a date that something else isn't going on. Sure, GBF I think probably is right that time, that's good, yeah. and that's that's Pop just enough right there. Yeah. So what was it? I mean, what, so you said there was no, there wasn't anything going on in San Gabriel. You're the first brewery there. Is that what you said, or one of the first? Or there's a lot of massage parlors. <laughs> oh hell yeah! See uh, now that's a whole thing that you can make beers on. I, yeah, we I, I did not expect that to come out of your mouth. I was looking at you like he's going to say there's a, there's orange groves and they yeah. it's a big automotive repair area. I don't know. There's a lot of light industrial. There's a lot of uh, illegitimate business. And stuff. Okay. <laughs> I would say ma and pa. You know, <laughs> you know, small business. Uh, yeah. So you were the first one that went in. It was that was like you were the you were the. Yeah, the head of the. 
say something, something nice yeah. about San Gabriel. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> they actually have been great. Uh, we looked yeah. all over Los Angeles. Um, Ryan's wife works in Los Angeles, and we met in San Diego, and it was kind of important for him to live in the same city that his wife lived. And I was like, I was already <laughs> planning on doing this in L.A. anyway, so let's search L.A. We looked in the city limits, and just from understanding from other business owners, everything takes what like nine times longer inside the city of los angeles yeah so least. we we started looking outside san uh outside los angeles and when uh we met with san gabriel they got our cup uh condition of use permit i always forget to <laughs> say acronyms yeah, you're like acronym you're like, uh, uh they got it done in two months which oh wow oh god crazy. yeah they, they were also awarded last year the city in los angeles county to put forward the most new businesses so they are really trying to change the the shape of the city and they're bringing in a lot okay. of new things so it's not just hand jobs and uh, <laughs> and sex that? traffic <laughs> All right. some wonderful asian food as well i mean yeah, oh, <laughs> great food it is the best I uh, like people think Chinatown in LA, yeah. but San Gabriel definitely has the best Chinese food. That's the way to go. Yeah. Like nice some nice Korean barbecue yep. or whatever. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder if anyone from the city of San Gabriel will listen to this. The, be, they're <laughs> playing this at the city council yeah, yeah, yeah. right now. <laughs> all, you're like, yeah, they, 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 they have it on the big screen at the city council meeting because you're, you're like, uh, we'll send them a bouquet of oopsie daisies. <laughs> Edible arrangements. <laughs> Just uh, that that resonates with me. Okay, let's uh, drink this next beer. What what is this next beer we have? This is the Druid. It's our uh, Marzen or Oktoberfest. That's <laughs> fine. You can't change the style now. I mean, we're yeah, you, you locked beer. in. Amber Lager. There, there we go. Pretty. Uh, October a few days ago. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm just going to keep saying everything is straightforward. Um, <laughs> I think you should. This is actually Ryan's recipe. Um, I don't know what hers. Ryan, talk about hers. <laughs> Tell me a recipe right now. Is the hops? Uh, there's a Vienna, Munich, uh, a, a sprinkling of special bees. I love, I love that malt. Yeah, I read in the notes that that's your favorite ingredient. And yeah. I, I read that. And I'm like, this guy's had to have been a fucking home brewer. Like only a home brewer would go. I you know really what I like love? Special bees. Special bees. Everything, including the blonde. Special bees. Special bees. That is one malt that can just murder your your beer if. You if you are overhanded with it too much, definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's you, you why I put four kernels it. in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just we, the we, idea of a special bee is in this beer. <laughs> we did <laughs> not read each other's uh, submissions. Yeah, so I, that it was news to me. I did not know that was your favorite ingredient. <laughs> there you go. Good for uh, you. I always try to sneak that in. It's in our Russian Imperial Stout too. <laughs> <laughs> that seems more appropriate. Yeah. 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 I think it's like there's 10 pounds of special B in this Mars in, in a 15 barrel batch and then the Russian Imperial Stout maybe has like half a bag or something around there. Yeah. We got to use a, it up. A subtle thing. Yeah. We went to Admiral Maltings today and learned that uh, the most common malt to be found that's been hanging out in a brewery for the longest amount of time is special beer. <laughs> <laughs> Not at your brewery. <laughs> no, there is okay. there is one that a mouse has chewed through, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll happen, man. Special B. Fucking home brewers, man. <laughs> I like <laughs> special B. I use it as well. I yeah. compliment I you it you on, your, uh, on your choice. We put that in monk's blood. <laughs> Just That's inappropriate. I think yeah, it gets a bad rap. This is a good beer. I like yeah, this one this too. This is really nice too. It's clear, crisp. 
easy drinking. What else is in here, uh, malt wise? Uh, I believe it's just Pilsner. So Pilsner, Vienna, Munich, and Special B. Okay. Uh, probably Dextra malt as well. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the same as our Mexican lager, except for the Special B, which is. Oh, I could see that. Our Mexican lager is just a Vienna lager, which we didn't brew. Yeah. Damn it. I think the hops are the. I think like that is the only different ingredient. There's probably more Vienna in the Mars than there is in the Mexican lager. Yeah, less Munich in the Mexican lager, yeah. too. You definitely get the Vienna. You can like, get that yeah. little toasty note hmm. from it. That's a nice beer. Yeah, I like that a lot. Is this something you, you homebrewed at all, or is it? Uh, I did, um, and then I just tweaked it when I revisited it when we opened okay. up. Are there a lot of homebrew recipes that carried over into the into commercial production? Uh, I don't think so, actually. I think it was only a couple that we kind of brought over from our however many recipes we've made in the past. You're like, okay, I really liked how this one turned out. Let's see if we can convert it into the the commercial scale. Yeah, I'd say there's more than you would think. Uh, Did you homebrew, actually, Jason? Yeah, I was homebrew. When I uh, failed at music, I I went back to bartending, like most musicians do. Sure. And I worked at a craft beer bar that had 51 taps, and I was like, what the fuck is all this? Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) I... Uh, went to culinary school was the only thing that I did after high school as far as education and so my brain was like okay if I learn how to make this maybe I'll understand it better and I can relay it to the customers who come in yeah um but back because I get sidetracked really easily um <laughs> were you a like, drummer a guitar player okay. singer <laughs> piano um, oh damn but like our porter um is a recipe that Ryan and his brother used to brew together as homebrewers and he showed me the recipe I looked at it and I said I don't see anything wrong with this let's just do this let's just scale it up yeah uh, it, I'll say rocket surgery a lot. Uh, <laughs> right. It's not. I mean, no. making beer is not that hard. Right. Making it beer good be is well, challenging. Well, I also don't it's think not it's, difficult. I don't think that is that hard. I, I think yeah. like knowing how to problem solve uh, when operating uh, a brewery is really important. Uh, yeah. And just execution, attention to detail. Um you would think it would be hard. Like if you go to like any bar and like you know drink ten beers, you'd think it'd be the most challenging mentally thing that you could ever possibly do is make good beer. In my opinion, but I'm an asshole. I mean, I've I've worked at. Uh, I mean, you already know where we work. <laughs> but right. I've worked yeah. at, I've worked at a brewery that did not make good beer. No, um, but a lot of hef. So <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it's it's really hard for me because I don't want to ever say negative things about any. I have friends who work there. And yeah, I uh, listened to the worst beer blog interview um, with. I fucking love that guy. The, the, the full pints recently. Yeah. Uh, who also, he said like and uh, a lot throughout the, the whole Sure, year. he's like a construction worker. What does he know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they both said in that conversation they're having that the beer at Golden Road is better now. Oh, than, for sure. than it ever was. Yeah. And I, I have friends who worked there, and I had let them know. I'm like, did you listen to this podcast? Like, you got complimented by the worst beer blog, which they have, like, on their chalkboard in the or the whiteboard in the brew house. Like, yeah. what's on deck to be brewed? And one of them was like, have you tried the half? <laughs> like, they're, they're aware of it. Damn, they're, they're self-aware. Yeah. All right. I like that. I mean, I think you have to be to a certain extent. You can either be really pissed off and annoyed or just go with it. Because what do they care? Yeah. I mean, a lot of friends who would even look to find another brewing gig elsewhere, uh, most breweries can't afford to pay their employees what 
Golden Road is paying their employees. Yeah. It'd be pretty hard to leave that job. Is that, and you know, not not that I want you to to talk shit, but if you want to, that's fine. But <laughs> oh is, boy. is, is that go. is that hard to to sort of reconcile in the beer industry? Like you, you want to be in the beer industry, and as craft beer brewers and uh, myself, a craft beer enthusiast, you wanna you wanna support the independent brewers. But if you want job experience that pays well, maybe you can't always do that. So how do you? Is that a hard thing to reconcile? Like with your with your friends, for example, or maybe maybe that's too personal. Maybe other stories that you've heard from people you definitely have never met. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of opinions on this topic. Yeah. Um, I think I, it's I, fascinating to me. I definitely would never shit on another brewery or someone who works at a brewery uh, yeah. for doing what they do. Unless um, they paid you. Yeah. <laughs> when I started in this industry, my first professional gig was Golden Road. And yeah. I got a job there bartending or beer tending <laughs> because I knew that I could weasel my way back there as a home brewer. I'm like, I'll make friends with the brewers uh, eventually. That's yeah. kind of how it works in any yeah. organization. But yeah. And so it did started. I volunteered on their can line and I would just sit there for hours putting cans in boxes going, oh, this is the life. <laughs> um Eventually, they're like, we can pay you. We can pay you to do this. I'm like, oh, oh. get the hell out of here. <laughs> You're going to give me money to put cans in boxes? All right. All right. Um, and that went on for a while, and my hopes were, because I was building relationships with the brewers, that eventually they would let me like weasel my way around. And I would get yeast from them all the time. Mm. Uh, I was constantly home brewing, And uh, eventually, someone from HR was like, you can't work in both places. Like, this is not going to work. Like front of house and back of house yeah, kind of thing? Yeah, okay. you had to choose. And I was like, well, huh? I make a lot more money uh, than minimum wage. Because you make minimum wage bartending, but you get sure, tips. Sure, but you get tips, right? Yeah. So That wasn't enough? The tips weren't enough yeah, to like, okay. I, I, I chose to not work in the brewery. But yeah. when it was presented to me, uh, the lead brewer, uh, who's now at Ryan Geist, um, said to me, he's like, this is a shame, Jason. I'm really sorry to bring you this news. But it's like, what if I just make you an unofficial intern you can do whatever you want every day you can just come in like it's your dreamland wow and if, you know if it works with our schedule yeah we'll let you learn stuff and they started slow like all right now you get to clean kegs okay. <laughs> like all right now you get to fill kegs yeah but eventually got to the point where i was working in the lab i was working in the cellar four days a week and then i got to brew every wednesday and it was a huge learning experience, and I would never trade that for anything. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember what my point is. Neither do I. <laughs> it's fine, though. Because that is the kind of stuff that well, we want to hear about. Yeah, I mean, I, you were you were trying to take it to some other place, I think. Yeah. But, oh, uh, the yeah. opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah. Not being grateful. <laughs> uh, but I do think that uh, this industry has taken advantage of people for far too long sure uh, it is very interesting to be on the other side of the spectrum being a business owner now or like we know we can't afford to hire anybody and pay them a competitive wage because yeah. we're we're not making enough money right now sure but i would never want to do that to somebody i would never want to take advantage of someone and so i think we both have the understanding that you know we run this brewery and we're going to do it as long as we have to uh, and i'll probably have a hard time letting go of control uh for sure <laughs> but like I guess there's a big difference between our scenario where we're two brewers who started a brewery instead of two people with 
an idea mm-hmm. and a marketing background and a lot of money. Sure. Saying, okay, let's let's start, start a brewery. Yeah, like yeah. the entrepreneur that like you know has just been sort of schooled or you know had business experience to produce a widget and sell it and says, well, craft beer is hot right now. Yeah. Uh, let's lean into this and uh, we'll be successful at it. You're 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 approaching more of the passionate side. You're passionate about doing this and. And you're, you know, you were doing this for other people, so you probably said to yourself one day, "We could do this for ourselves," and that's why you decided to start the business. Yeah, I mean, everyone always, everyone who starts a brewery warns you, "Don't, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Get out while you haven't done it yet." Uh, yep. Go ahead. I tell you what, let's take a break. Yeah. We've been at it for for a while now, and I really appreciate it. Uh, number one, I need to use the restroom. That makes but two of us. Oddly enough, not to urine. I'm just, oh, st- I'm just like standing in the restroom sometimes. Are so. we going to use the same restroom? We might. I might hear you. <laughs> no, you'll, I'm going to be behind you running the water. Oh, boy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're going to come back. We're going to drink more beer. Um, the boys from Ogopogo. Good stuff. Stay tuned. Hey, motherfuckers. This is Doug from fucking Society. You're listening to the session on the fucking Bruin Network. Fuck you. All right, thanks, Doug. By the way, whenever uh, Doug said his name, everyone spit on the floor and cursed his name because everyone hate. No one likes Doug. I'm just kidding. I love Doug. Uh, Doug's a very nice man. Doug is now uh, distributed by the same distributor as us in San Diego. Oh, nice. Yeah, our That's numbers cool. have plummeted. Since. <laughs> <laughs> so you hate Doug? I can only yeah. imagine. <laughs> All right, thanks for sticking with us, everybody. We have the boys from Ogo Pogo on the show, and uh, Bev is pouring some beers for us. And uh, I don't know what they are, but they look amazing. Well, you just read well, the can. One looks amazing. No, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, give, me, give me two of the, of the, of the thing. Um, hey, Sully. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Let me find the... Uh... Sully, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me what's on your mind. It's a new segment. Totally unrehearsed, unprepared. It's called What's Bothering Sully or What's Sully Looking Forward To? Well, I'm going to go with the latter. Uh, What's Sully Looking Forward To? And Sully is looking forward to the 21st Amendment Tasty IPA. Uh, is near and dear to our heart as the, the 2NA's heart uh, as it's being Army is uh, blown up again. I swear to God. Did you just have a stroke? <laughs> Beverly just said, did you just have a stroke? Yes, I did. I'm reading it off this my, my little phone here, so... A 21st Amendment's newest seasonal release, Tasty IPA, is near and dear to the BN Army's heart as it's a collaboration brew with everyone's favorite brewmaster, Mike Tasty McDole. At 6.8% and 58 IBUs, it's a straw color. Tasty IPA drinks easily, but it's not necessarily easy drinking. The Hop 4 creation spawned originally from early test batches of Tasty's own home brews. Features a lot of hops that I won't name <laughs> because this thing goes on too long. Tasty IPA was done as a one-time only beer about a year or so ago, but was so popular it became part of the 21st Amendment's main beer lineup and now as a fall seasonal release. The Tasty image, which originally was designed by Mark McDowell. <laughs> Yeah, it goes on for a while here, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's pretty good, man. I'll tighten this up in post. All right, please do. Uh, anyway, uh, Tasty IPA. Enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, it's a perfect match, and it's available in six packs, 19.2-ounce cans, and on draft where you find good craft beer. That's pretty good, Sally. Good job, buddy. You did great. Oh, it only has. That was going on there. <laughs> no, that was the rehearsal. Oh, okay. We'll do it. Are yeah, we back? Yeah, okay. yeah we're right. back. Can I do hey, it again? thanks, everybody. <laughs> for... Let me tell you about Tasty IPA. <laughs> ben Franklin's on the can. That's right. All right, we have, uh, what do we have, three beers here, Ben? 
Damn. Correct. I feel like it's my birthday. Yes, that is correct. I like you had to ask Bev for that. Like you yeah. were literally looking at Math three beers hard. right now. Well, they One, were, you know, look, two. in my defense, Sully, they were, uh, you know, skewed. Okay, well, yeah, I, one know, was I know you haven't been feeling well. Thank you. Thank you. It's hard to see on my small phone. Um, which beer should we start with first? I'd say the West Coast IPA. Which, which is the middle one? Middle. Okay. I'll uh, switch that I mean, it's not bit. the brightest. We just biofine. Uh, I don't. Okay. We, we don't filter anything, but uh, that's as bright as we could get it. It was packaged on Friday. <laughs> You're making a lot of excuses yeah. for this yeah. beer. I don't know about excuse. No, I just smelled it. I hated okay. it on Friday, and I. I think oh, you did? I, I think it's all right now. <laughs> The can shock? No, it was it was out of the can. It's, it's like I hate out of the everything tank. that we make at yeah. first. And let me tell you something. I'm really good at that as well. Yeah, you just got it. You just you just got to stay inside sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't let the I demon just, out. You can't yeah. be like yeah. you can't. Like, I was notorious like, here. Try this. It sucks. That was my <laughs> that was my line. And through nine years of therapy, I've gotten rid. I don't say that anymore. I just say, <laughs> generally. It, just because, I mean, you're probably constantly tasting things throughout the process, yeah. and you understand, like, where the beer's going, and green rest is a real thing, and we're s- still working on our dry hop technique. Yeah. Like, it, it's constantly evolving, and so mm. um, this is the first time we brewed this uh, beer where we did the 180 Fahrenheit Whirlpool uh, instead of just doing the hot Whirlpool. Okay. The, the really hot Whirlpool. Yeah. Um, Why are you doing that? Uh, just... I mean, you guys are, are you, you guys are familiar with yeah. this? Okay, you're not fucking with me right now. No, no, no. no. I mean, uh, no, to, to be honest with you, I have no idea because yeah, I don't but, pay attention during the but interviews. You, but, but we we may know, but you know, some okay, other people yeah. want to. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's so, not it's just not us talking in the room here. There's other yeah. people listening. <laughs> don't ruin it. <laughs> don't foil it for them. The the idea is that you are going to. Uh, Get more aroma out of the hops. I'm not going to okay. get into. Serious. You're not going to blow the volatiles out at a higher temperature yeah. with more, uh, you know, yeah. agitation in the boil. Um, usually, I like to say the the stuff happens, and then this. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Someone told me it was a good idea. Yeah. Every once in a while, uh, we're going to make you get technical. Yeah. So. Um, and that time has just passed. And this is <laughs> yeah, this is the first time that we can this beer. Oh, wow. uh, okay. We knew like out the gates. We started canning maybe four or five months ago. Um, and we use a mobile canner, so it, it's not the easiest thing to do. Like, sure, scheduling is difficult as far as like getting the cans. We shrink wrap our cans, so we can't just have blank cans on stock and just kind of like work it out whenever and just get labels made because. Uh, for me, the branding is really important. Yeah. I don't want to just have a bright can with a label on the flat surface. I want the product to look really good at the end of the day. And so sure. we're generally doing like 130 cases at a time. So I knew out the gate, I was like, well, let's not launch with a West Coast IPA. Uh, we'll ease into that one. So, of course, our first run was our, our Belgian whip beer and uh, the first hazy IPA that we made. Um the Belgian whip beer obviously takes a long time to sell, and then we were fortunate <laughs> enough to uh, this year at GABF we got a silver medal for it. Um, oh, congratulations! It was it was a, a big thing. Yeah, but what the, category? The Belgian whip beer okay. category <laughs> with, with uh, 90, ninety-four other entries. Um, That's awesome. But when we came back from Denver, we're like, oh, we have six cases left. <laughs> And we had not planned on canning him again for a while, um, and so we're like, "Oh, panic!" Not not that metals really sell beer, but now there is a little bit more demand for it than there was before. Yeah, I'm sorry, I was not talking into the microphone. Um, 
You're doing fine. But let's give him a hug. We were, yeah. we were, we were really excited to finally put this in a can. And sure. I said, let's mess around a little bit and let's let's do that 180 whirlpool on it and see if we can't get a little bit more aroma out of it. Uh, there's still kettle hops. There's first work. There's a 20. Mm-hmm. There's a 10. So you're uh, just trying to just get a little more, a little more oomph out of it, yeah. and adjusting stuff. Okay. All right. And uh, we're also lowering the bitterness. I mean, you're yeah. not going to get as much yeah, bitterness yeah, out of it. It's not going to be as harsh. So, I mean, that's, that's a great thing. We've done it a couple times um, on our pub system. Um, actually, I think we do it more often a couple times. Now I'm sounding like you. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it, 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 but we've never, never done it on the production side. I mean, p- p- people get worried, like, you know, you drop. And I don't know if we can do that with the programming. Oh, yeah. So, uh, are you well, worried it's going to change just dramatically, well, I, I, and the consumer is going to notice? No, I just don't think it's. We, we've had a. We'll actually we'll add. We have a separate tank of whirlpool, so we're not boiling actually, but it, it's it's above one eighty. Mm. Uh, but I think that's a great idea. I mean, uh, and uh, if you notice something, if you do your triangle test, um, <laughs> yeah. and, only uh, if you had a guy who could set that up for yeah. you, man. Yeah. They're just drinking beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, as a callback to about an hour ago. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a nice beer. Yeah. Thanks. We uh, we tried our darndest, <laughs> and that's the name of it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, we did a thing. What hops are in here? Uh, there's uh, Amarillo, Chinook, Citra, Mosaic. Yeah, it's changed every time, but I think those okay. are the four most consistent hops that are in there. All right. Eventually, Citra will probably leave because we don't have hop contracts, and so we're just uh, leeching off of everybody or buying on spot. Yeah. Is this a, a consistent beer that you have that the hops change? Are you are you worried about people noticing again? Do, do you like do consumers? Do you think care? At one point, we were using Vic Secret, and then we tried it with Galaxy, mm-hmm. and uh, those are great hops. They are same branding on the can, same everything. Well, this is the first like, time we canned it, so it's oh, okay. on, on draft. That's oh, okay. Well, we, then. we're very willy nilly. Yeah. Uh, we never wanted to set out to be a brewery that had core beers. We want to continuously just make new beers all the time. So we're going to yeah. start probably repeating. Um, some of the beers that we've packaged in cans, mm. uh, one, because it'll, it'll save me time on artwork, uh, <laughs> but it, a lot of it is like when we're doing, obviously, the hazy IPAs or, or what everyone's into right now, yeah. we're constantly, it's pretty Don't much it's the me. same base recipe for everything. Yeah. We're just switching the hops, and since we don't have sure. contracts, we're just throwing in what's available and hoping it sticks. Like, yeah. cool, <laughs> New Zealand hops, let's see what happens. Right. Well, it's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, I, I used to lock into, like, being really specific about the hops I'd add. It was like, I did, this this IPA, would I'll have to have three, three hops, and it will never change from throughout time. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and then you kind of get into, like, you know, the state of hops now and how difficult some of them are. And then I kind of learned a technique, actually, Mitch Seal, uh, who wrote the IPA book that you read, um, who uh, works at a brewery called New Realm now, formerly at Stone. And he um, he has a technique called, like, it's the hop salad. And so you'll have, like, five or six or seven varietals. Like, And what you do is that if you kind of, like, if you're... If your inventory kind of goes down on one hop, you just bump it up on the other one. So you're, it's like I call it meatloaf, making meatloaf yeah. a little bit. Cause, so you're always – you're just sort of like – it's a balancing act. So when one if, – if you lose one hop, it will probably not dramatically change yeah. or affect the beer. Hmm. And it's a fun thing to do. It's like a, a, you know, a great recipe – sort of to create a hop recipe in some ways. So not to do it with all the – you know, you, but use different hops each time. Sure. 
I, that I, makes sense. I feel most brewers who brew on this level, like you're consistently doing 15 barrel batches or 10 barrel batches, when you're going to make a dry hop decision, a lot of times it comes down to how many pounds of hops are in this particular bag. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. There's nine pounds. That's what's well, going on. We're going to add that rather than crack open another yeah. box and, like, you know, another 44 pound box. We pay a little extra to get most hops if they're available in 11 pound bags, mm-hmm. in okay. 44 pound boxes, so we can have a little bit more freedom to do that. Because when you, it comes time to sanitize a vessel to do a dry hop, uh, I mean, who wants to do that? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got a bag, yeah. cut it open, throw it in. Yeah. That seems easier to me. Yeah, I'm I mean, all about that. Yeah, it, I mean, you, 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 it's easier, and it's also you know inventory management's probably easier, and you're using what you have in front of you rather than being so locked into something. I think that's a great idea. It's, it's, it's a weird thing uh, thinking back to being a home brewer because you think like, oh, it, this needs to be so precise. Yeah. And then after working on a professional level for so long, you see how much is this like. I'd, I don't even want to go get the scale. <laughs> well, and that's I sort have of to cross I, the room to get the scale. That's I right. Try to take a shower here at the brewery. <laughs> and that's sort of what I was getting at. It's like, do, do, does the consumer actually give a shit, or, or not even give a shit? Because if you ask them, they're gonna, of course they're going to, you know, go untapped and, and tell you how much they <laughs> know about it. But is it perceivable if you if you drop one of these hops, or if you have nine pounds instead of eleven? Does it really? Does, I, I, does it matter, or can beer sort of I, be? I think the consumer absolutely does, and I think the brewer absolutely does. I think that yeah. there's times and there's an opportunity at, at certain you know, that you, where you can like mix things up a little bit, and you can kind of mm-hmm. you know add like a saturation the, point, like, like a like a hop salad technique I was talking okay. about. I mean, where you can actually play with it that way. But I, you know, I think if you're going to put a beer out, I mean, in case in point, like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, like if they didn't put Cascade in there and they put something else in there, we'd all be like, you know, we, you know. We, Pour a hair out, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not you. That's want, why I'm bald. You want that. You want that beer to be the same. That's. I think that's what's important about packaging beer is that the consumer kind of want. Unless you have a program where you're kind of mixing it up all the time, but you really need to have the same. It needs to be the same every time. Otherwise, they're going to mm-hmm. look at you funny. Or with and, subtle changes. I think, and, and I think subtle yeah. changes, it all comes out in the sensory. It all comes out in the triangle test. Okay. Uh, I think you that's know. The, the benefit for us with not. Genuinely, we're not putting out the same beer all the time. And, and that's constantly be- changing. And that's the beauty of like you know the taproom model is that you can have you have a lot of flexibility. And if you're doing national sales distribution like Sierra Nevada, you know, where or, or any other large brewery, you got it has to be like the consumer yeah. wants it the same. All well, the time. yeah, that's different. But I yeah. think yeah, and, and I, that's why that's yeah. why I said it was different, Jason. Uh, <laughs> Literally, was I was having a conversation with Bev through the window, so I didn't really. <laughs> Did your wife know that? Um. <laughs> yes, she told me to have. Uh, this is this is a good beer. It's, yeah, I like this beer. This it's not uh, like super aggressive or, or, um, I guess aggressive like a lot of West Coast style beer. It has a smoothness to it. It's smooth. It's which nice I appreciate. Yep. Yeah, it could probably well, use on. a little more bitterness to be like an official West Coast IPA. Yeah, you, but you could probably play with that. But I mean, it's it's really you know accessible and. We're gonna play a game right now with Jason. It's. Um, I need you to com- I need you to compliment sandwich this. <laughs> you need to say something nice, then you can say whatever you want, and then you have to end with something nice as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so go ahead. I want to see if you can do it. Um, 
I think that the can work. <laughs> Artwork is beautiful. Yeah. Done by a, I was actually done gonna, by a really talented man. Okay. I was uh, going to criticize you on the can. <laughs> <laughs> I think the beer just tastes good with the can. Well, like shit. No, just, yeah, Jason no. can't read a room, can he? Jesus <laughs> Christ. It looks great. No, the can work is good. And you know what I like about the label is that it, it, it's like a, a texture almost. You know what the I mean? matte finish? Yeah, it's a matte. It's not smooth and glossy or whatever, but when you pick it up, it just there's like a different sensory thing to it. Yeah. yeah it I don't know why I keyed in on that. <laughs> no, I, I noticed that too, but I, I, I kept my mouth shut. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about shiny things that make me upset, and so okay. I, I guess that was where that came. Yeah, from. the flat can looks great. Yeah, I like that. Man, you know, I've seen a lot of like flat matte cars. Have you guys yeah. seen this shit, too? Yeah. I think I love it, because who the fuck wants to wax and wash a car? Oh, wash and wax. But, but like, when it's dirty, does it stand out pretty quickly? I don't I don't think so. I think that's the point of it. I haven't seen one. Actually, maybe I have. I see. I think I've seen some Teslas like that. Yeah. I yeah. guess bird poop is bird poop. You're going <laughs> to notice it, it either is. way. It's true, it is. Yeah. I like that IPA. It's good, man. That's very good. What about this next one? This yeah, is let's, talk about, let's talk about Jason's favorite. Here we go. <laughs> are you sure you don't want to talk about the West Coast still? Like, West Coast IPAs are like, let's keep on this. I think, I mean. I'm kidding. I do enjoy me a West Coast. I mean, to me, yeah. that's, a, you know, that's a style. I think it's coming back. Uh, and, but, you know, there, you, like you said, you, know, you, you made a hazy IPA. You felt like, you know, you, you wanted a, the, the consumer wanted it, so you have to, you have to make it. And, and yeah. I think. And that's just the way it is. It's it's important when making something that you you do well. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that was almost a compliment. You just almost gave yourself a compliment. <laughs> Trust me, I, I was not complimenting this beer Friday. Um, I'm like, oh, it's so vegetal. Uh, well, I, mean, I didn't want to say anything. There's <laughs> there's so much information available that I don't understand why it is difficult to make most beers. For the most part, um, we have run into a little bit of like a weird competitive edge with some breweries, but for the most part, mm. everyone's really open to oh, sharing yeah. information. Like, how, how are you achieving this? So, this is a style of beer that's not my favorite. But when, which one? The West Coast? What the <laughs> hazy? IPA. We're talking hazy. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, I can okay. breathe a little easier now. When when we when I go places, which is very rare yeah. that I go anywhere, um, I feel like we're the same person. I, I, the same yeah. I try to remind myself to try hazy IPAs from other breweries. No, we're not the same person. Never mind. Because I want to know if they're doing something right, then who to ask the right question. But right. I, I often don't. I look at the menu and be like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to get this Hellas Lager and be an yeah. elitist brewer Hell asshole. Hell yeah. I will have your Hellas Lager because <laughs> I am a brewer. Yes, I demand <laughs> it now. I, I remember one of the first times I met Greg. Coke or cock? I don't know how to say his name. Drink Cook. Cook. Yeah. Uh, he must have. He it's debatable. In, he came into my bar and is like, I can't remember the last time I had an anchor steam. I'll have one of those. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is this is what that this is. is yeah. Now I know whenever I hit that level of asshole that I, um, <laughs> that's, that's what I should do when I go right. places. Yes. Like, I haven't had a California common in a while. <laughs> Give me one of those. <clears throat> but, yeah, I've turned into that person. Okay. I, I well, welcome. <laughs> There's room enough for all of us. Um, all right, let's drink this beer. Yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Hazy, what is it? Hazy double IPA? You, well, are, I think you have to put hazy in the right order. Because oh. if you say it uh, 
in the wrong. Yeah, I think you said it in the right order because okay. some people put First double all, hazy. Yeah, no, no, no. See, I worked at Starbucks as a little coffee company. Oh boy! And if I know, I know orders. I know how it should be. There we go. So let's let's just <laughs> that I know about. Can you hand me the can? I don't think we have a can in here oh, this oh, week. It's on draft. Okay, all right. No. Settle down. Just ask. <laughs> we did. We did release this in can. Uh, okay. This one is all New Zealand hops. So the creature is the the Hakaturi is the protector of the forest. There's some Maori folklore. And I don't know. I don't want to bore you guys with folklore. Too late. Um, it's <laughs> part of the story, man. Lean into yeah. it. Um, it smells like. Like orange juice, yeah, it's kind I mean, of with like a little juice. mango in yeah, there, or something. Uh, definitely mango, stone fruit, uh, also almost kind of like a minty note to it. Minty, um, according to the websites of these hop providers, <laughs> these hops should give you notes of citrus and pine. I get neither. I of don't those. get either. <laughs> yeah. I literally get like if you had well, a, it's almost minty, like pine. They're kind of like almost like a pog juice, but it's like uh, if it was like orange, orange and mango. Maybe a little strawberry. That's what I get out of it. Oh, a little strawberry. So I guess citrus, maybe. Ryan, you haven't said anything in a while. Yeah. Uh, what would you like me to say? Absolutely. Perfect. Tell so, us <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, tell us about this beer. Uh, so the the hops are Southern Cross, Waimea, and Wakatu. Eight yeah. and a half percent. All right. Very hazy. We, uh, I know we were talking earlier that we listened to mm. the Alvarado Street uh, yeah. session you guys had, and they used the word diesel. A few yeah, times. and I I didn't know what that was, and oh, I, really? I I think that I need to go smell some diesel fuel. Yeah, but um, <laughs> Joe, our Got sales my rep, car. also who helped put this together for us and this whole trip out here. Oh, cool. Um, he was explaining it to me. He can like come a, in. He's out there. He yeah, can come in if he let, wants. Let's bring him in. He doesn't need to sit out there. Yeah, go get him. We should okay. definitely. Yeah, Ryan will go in. get him. Yeah. Um, he explained it to me as like kind of a specific to New Zealand hop thing. He can't have any beer, though, in here. <laughs> uh, and he was explaining it. Uh, like, uh, New Zealand saw Blancs definitely, to me, come off like high in sulfur. And so okay. that's something I'm trying to understand with New Zealand hops now. So like, why may I in Wakatu, when I open those bags of pellets, they don't smell pleasant at all. They're like <laughs> kind of unpleasant, and okay. I'm like going off. I mean, like we're just buying hops from friends. That's what we do. We're like, yeah. someone's like, this was good. You can take it. And I'm like, I'm gonna just have to trust you on this. Yeah, uh, you know what's best for me. Yeah, but putting in the beer, like oh, anything right that here. I smelled in the pellet form, I don't get in the in the final beer. Yeah, Joe. Also Joe, what's up, dude? A huge fan of this show. This oh, is God. an exciting moment for Who's him. Joe, by the way? So he has this no Joe, taste. He's our sales operations manager. Oh, wow. Uh, he used to live in Almeida. You don't have any headphones? Al- 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 I don't know how to pronounce anything. Yeah, get right on that, on that yeah, mic, get Joe. Get right on it. There we go. There. Joe might throw up. You know how, like, if you go on a really tall roof or, like, a tall balcony and you're staring over it and you're like, what if I just accidentally... Crawl over the edge and fall off, or on purpose. Yeah, yeah I think about that every day. I'm literally thinking, what if I accidentally just show everyone my butthole right now? You well, <laughs> well uh, okay. <laughs> I did not expect you to say that when you started your story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, glad we brought Joe in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, the sales guy's here. Yeah. Joe is <laughs> the one how he sells our beer. <laughs> Hi, people. Yeah, it's like you can uh, buy a case of beer or seam a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, the butthole guy's here. I'm literally going to throw up in my mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're talking about, about? We're, we're, we're talking yeah, about how big of a diesel, fan you are. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about diesel hops. And when 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 I smell these, when I smell the hops that, that I I you know attach the word diesel to, it, it to me reminds me of more like uh, twine. You know, some of that really rough, like, twine that has a gas smell. That's what I equate it to. That's what to. you think it is. Yeah, I don't necessarily think it's, like, like diesel. It's, like, kerosene or there's some, like, I don't know. Maybe being a Boy Scout is, like, confusing everybody. I, I was a Boy Scout. You never had that, like, really rough rope yeah, that you had I know to fuck what with? It is. And it smelled like, no? Do you remember That's that? That's not what I remember. No. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, we can talk about what you remember. It's <laughs> like a kerosene, later, but... kind of a real oily, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. You know, almost okay. a chemical-y kind of like, it's yeah, like, it's like a scoutmaster's asshole. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Joe's here. You don't, you don't get it from this beer, though. You're not getting any detail. No, no, I don't. I mean, maybe a little bit in the flavor, but a little bit. But uh, I think I was saying on the, the Alvarado Street beer that, uh, or maybe it was anyway, whatever. I feel like that diesel character in in a lot of these new school hops. It's just it, it used to be sort of a, an undesirable thing, but now it's just a thing. Like in the way that we're breeding hops these days to get some of these flavors and to obviously be disease resistant, whatever that sort of comes through, and just it's more widely accepted, I think, now than maybe five, six years ago. Yeah, it was it was just like a, a flavor descriptor that I'd never heard before. Yeah, and the second person said it, and I wasn't sure if it was like a running joke. Because I was like, it were, yeah, we were pranking yeah. everybody when we were it's like diesel, right? When we were fundraising for this, I made a mock-up of one of our cans, and it was going to be called Ben Gay and Pickles, okay. and uh, it was strongly advised by Ryan and uh, another investor to please not use that as That's a good you know, idea, the can design. Yeah, uh, if anything, it's Tiger Balm, okay, and Sweet Baby Corn. This is, uh, look, man. <laughs> I really pushed very hard to bring a dry Irish stout for you. Why didn't you, when, what, why, who, which one of these guys didn't listen? <laughs> no, they listened, but okay. in, I did a lot of uh, work in advance with a bunch of different locations, including this one, and getting some beer out there. And we, we just settled on a certain number of beers, and that one didn't make it. Okay. Yeah. No, all right. Well, these things Fair enough. But I know you love low ABV stouts. And so I, I was like really pushing for it. Yeah. I love the stout. So. Right. so you're telling me if you had the opportunity to please me and you didn't do it. <laughs> I mean, I'll suck your dick later. <laughs> Hell yeah. <Whoa. laughs> yeah. Joe's here. <laughs> Make the host happy. <laughs> well, look, the brewery is in San Gabriel, and that's yeah. what we were talking about. Um, no, this <laughs> is... Uh, I don't know. That was a good segue. Said, yeah, said, does that mean? <laughs> this is a nice beer. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's very soft. It has a little bit of a yeast kind of like... That nose uh, is yeah. awesome. Yeah. It's kind of silky... Would you say it's pillowy? When you said strawberries, Ooh. I got strawberries, so that was that was good. I like that. It's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no go. shit. It actually warms up a little bit. It really like, kind of uh, opens up. There's a lot, like, very much of a citrus note, almost like lemon pledge. You know what I do? Uh, what I do like about the beers, or what I do know about the beer, <laughs> is that it tastes like a double IPA. There is still some bitterness to it, and a little firm bitterness to it as well. Is it's a double IPA, right? Let's just get that out of the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. So. Uh, we've had a couple of these uh, hazy double IPAs that are just they're just round monsters. You're like eating a marble. It's like okay, here's a marble of flavor. It just goes in a circle and doesn't really end. But this actually has like an end point, and it ends in bitterness, which I think is what it should be. Yeah. It's a double IPA for God's sakes. It's hazy and that's cool and it's round and juicy and all that kind of bullshit. But at the end of the day, there's a bitterness to it. Generally, 
all of the hazy beers that we make uh, finish out drier than most people would normally have them. Yeah. And it's uh, definitely a preference for us. Like, I, I don't like an overly sweet beer. And obviously, everyone wants their hobby beers to move off the shelf as fast as possible. Sure. But we want to give it a, a fighting chance. Um, also, another thing that has been a big topic is whether or not you... Uh, see diminishing returns from over dry hopping yeah. beers and we've learned pretty quickly that we have to find a balance and so we've worked on this beer a couple of times with different hops like I said before it's the same base recipe we're just like switch the hops out <laughs> see what happens yeah um but we tried dialing it back on a batch and we noticed that the aroma diminished a lot faster than we thought. Oh. And, you know, there's a big thing where everyone's like, we put, I don't want to say a specific number, but this many pounds <laughs> per barrel in the Eight dry pounds hop. per barrel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. And, it, like, there's so much research showing that that is going to give more of a vegetal flavor because you're producing more polyphenols. And, and I'm like, all right. It's putting more green matter in yeah. there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. A lot so it, yeah. we're, you know, trying to figure this out. So we did one batch where I dialed it back drastically. And then this is the batch after that batch where I brought it back to, like, a, a medium level. Okay. And but you're we, finding your way. I mean, that's important. Yeah. You know, as you're running a business, you just can't, like, be willy-nilly about just, your hop additions. So. I wanted to make sure yeah. we're not just yeah. wasting money. Oh, we got money just to, burn, to, just to take your, <laughs> your weenie no, out of your yeah. pants and show it to everybody. That's right. Or your butthole if you're yeah, Joe. Yeah, your butthole. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course you guys are making money. Yeah. This guy just moved into a house. Yeah. I mean, come I on. I mean, I'm renting. Mr. Moneybags. Oh. It's El Monte. Well, I don't know if you've ever been there. It's kind of I've a big deal. <laughs> uh, but we do put kettle hops in this beer. It's not just all Whirlpool, and yeah. we split it between two batches, so one batch was an all Whirlpool 180-degree Fahrenheit spin, and then the second batch had a first wort and a 10-minute addition, and then a regular Whirlpool. Oh, so interesting. Kind of get like a, a different experience. This is also the most unrepeatable beer ever, because <laughs> we started off with one yeast strain, and it was like trickling along and yeah. it was over, don't ever brew on the weekend if you need a favor um, <laughs> that being said we're bringing against yeah and <laughs> so then a friend happened to be living close to his brewery and he said I got some cow so then we threw cow in and then it got going and then finally on Monday the rest of our um, coastal haze or whatever ridiculous yeast we're using for this <laughs> arrived and then we pitched that in okay. in time for the, the second batch to go in and so okay. it's, it's a it's a mystery yeast profile on this one which we'll never be able to achieve again unless we really want to torture ourselves right <laughs> and it sounds like you like to do that though <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that aroma's great man yeah it is yeah, when I sell this beer, I describe it as being, uh, because it finishes so dry. Sorry, should I get in closer? Yeah, oh, you actually move yeah, it. You just can move it toward the too, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to just lean in. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving shit talking. is real hard, man. It's yeah. cool. I get yeah. it. I get it. My arms are so weak right now. That's right. <laughs> um, when I sell this beer, I describe it as, like, uh, because it finishes so dry, it's, it's not a sweet beer. Like, a lot of hazies finish with, like, a super high finishing gravity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost a small beer unto itself with some of these finishing gravities. So ours finishes so dry that the way I sell it is it's less uh, juicy and more just really fruity. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it's, you know, like, uh, you know, Charlie, our other hazy IPA, sort of the flagship that we sell the most of. Like, it's really pithy. Uh, we don't have flagships. <laughs> <laughs> On the sales side, you do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you're talking to the third craft beer bar in 10 minutes, you have a flagship, and this is what it is. It's the one we make the most of, sorry, that we sell sorry, the most Joe. of. <laughs> uh, I guess there's going to be a meeting after the show. <laughs> In the Bart parking lot. We also don't have seasonals, but our yeah, sales sheet says it we sure have seasonals. Does say so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'd say it, it finishes, it, it, or sorry, it drinks less juicy uh, and more fruity. Uh, so you get the essence of the of the of the fruit character from the hop, but it's yeah. uh, not as sweet and. Uh, it's like yeah. fruit striped gum. It tastes really it, good. It at definitely first, does, yeah. And then it goes away for about five seconds. Hey, you're like, oh, this gum is done. Well I can done. have another piece now. Yeah, like I, chewing I, on wet toilet paper for ten minutes. That's, that's true. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Great, um, great analogy. Thank I think you. you have an obsession with a certain part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I don't pick up on something here. <laughs> yeah, it is more fruity than juicy, and I do. I'm just I gonna do look like at that. you straight in the eyes. That's fine. I can handle it. I can handle anything. I can handle it. Have you had another brewery on? I've been to Thailand before. Shit all over themselves this much. Uh, faction probably. Triple Rock. Yeah, Um Rock. Flat Tail, definitely. I think Dave shits on himself, and that's about it. And then you guys. Three of you. That's good company. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't hear any of this podcast until I came in. No, you're fine. Yeah. I was like freaking out. Like, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my well, god! Now you should be freaking. out. I have out. no Let's idea what they said. I'm going to listen to this on the way home and make them listen to it like seven times. Well, it was all about you, really, is what it was. Um, let's move on to uh, a dark, dark beer. Yeah. What do you think about that? Which one is this? This is uh, what we just released for Whoa. our one-year anniversary. That's great. Uh, Damn, I'm smelling it right now, and it's like yeah. uh, a, a glass of chocolate bourbon. Yeah, it's with yeah, a little coke in it. Yeah. Damn. It's just a straightforward Russian imperial stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Word. Well, with a combination, Age. though, of malts and all that, you can actually Jesus create those Christ. flavors. Yeah. Aged in. Uh, I, I always Are you going to say it? I, I always say, say straightforward, just like okay. early times barrels. But okay. it was. Early times and Hudson four grain barrels. There's a blend of the two, but wow. I thought it was kind of a cool elitist move to say we're going to put it in early times barrels. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> why is that? Uh, why, why do you, you why, do you buy early times when you're at the store? As buying a matter bourbon? of fact, I've got no. a case of it at home right now. So I, no, no, I drink Old Forester, which those okay. barrels were only what twenty five dollars more a barrel. Uh, I think they were like ten dollars more. Oh, we should have really sprung for the Old Forester. <laughs> Early times is like a medium level bourbon, high bourbon. I mean, I what do you? It comes in a plastic jug. I think it does. Yeah, it's a I plastic. Mean, it's container. classy. Okay, so it's lo- it's lower shelf, yeah, stuff. Okay, but it's what's the name of the beer? It's called Vimana. Which, <laughs> uh, apparently, this this name actually came as an accident. Uh, we hmm. knew we were packaging this beer, and our anniversary was coming up, and. Uh, who we source our cans from needs usually five weeks to approve our work and get the cans delivered on time. And we use a mobile canner, so we have to schedule all of that. Uh, when we, most of the artwork that we do um, is digital artwork that I create in Illustrator. 
and we kind uh, of those definitely the royal we you, you do all the artwork. <laughs> this, this is true. I, I do I do all of our branding and artwork. Real, real um, quick, say we we has, sounds good. Have we brought in some cans? Have you guys seen the art? Because yeah, I think yeah. it's like really good. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at it right now. We've been talking about so it. It's not bad for this one. I, I had said well, if we do barrel beers or do something that's a special release, I would like to use actual paintings instead of digital artwork. And this was a painting that uh, my mom was downsizing her home. And she was just getting rid of stuff. And she asked me if there was anything I could do with it. And this was years ago. And I said, oh, This yeah. one on this label right yeah. here with the flying saucer. So I painted the flying saucer. Oh, okay. Oh, nice, And the dude. smoke and the fire into it. Um, and it was hanging in our office. And I was like, shit, I need artwork by, like, yesterday. <laughs> I'm just going to go get a high... I'm going to go take a high-res photo of this and then Google, there's got to be some kind of UFO mythology out there somewhere. <laughs> sure enough, there's these Hindu temples that have, like, space that is the opposite of a UFO. That's, like, where the UFOs fit when they would land. Uh, I was like... On top of the... Yeah, pyramid. the temple. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, so I just... I said, okay. Cool. Works for me. <laughs> I can use this painting. Artwork done. Were you that kind of guy with, like, like homework? Mm-hmm. Where it's, like, the night before an essay? You're like, I don't fucking know, but I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll just drink a lot and figure out <laughs> when I wake up in the morning... Words, well, the party's missing. words will come together. Yeah. I, I am a, I'm a deadline person. Um, I, I mean, up until recently, we didn't even have a delivery driver. Uh, Ryan and I were delivering all of our beer. When we hired Joe, we were like, yay, now we don't have to sell beer anymore. Someone else is selling it. And then th- one thing comes after another, always. Like, yeah. like, oh, great, now we're selling a lot more beer. We have to deliver a lot more beer. And yeah. so then we're like, yeah. who's going to brew the beer? Who's going to f- finish the artwork? Who's going to do the accounting? And so, fortunately, it was like two, three weeks ago, we hired a delivery driver. Yeah. And it has been... The biggest saving grace. Yeah, you have time to do ever. shit. Well, that's what they say about about owning a business, especially being like a, a CEO or you know an owner like you guys. It's if you don't have time to to move the business forward and you're just keeping pace, you're never going to succeed. You yeah. need to let go of that so you can focus on doing shit that pushes everything. Yeah, forward. every position's valuable yeah. in, a, in an organization like that, but your position has a certain value that you, you shouldn't be doing something else that would give less value at your position. I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) We have this secret owner conversation. Oh, yeah. I've also been in the industry long enough that, like, I see how hard people work and how... You're right on that microphone. How hard the owners work. There you go. Sorry. Um, I see how hard owners work and how hard uh, members of, of, like, whether it's a sales manager or the production manager or whatever, I see how hard they work. I know that they are, like, constantly trying to do their best. And yeah. so when I came in, since I'm already keenly aware of this, I was a brewer before I did sales, so, like, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to take as much off their plate as I can and not, like, let any of my stresses get in their way. Um, and and Joe, Joe's turned out to be quite the PR person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he arranged this, like, being a huge fan of the show, uh having connections at drake's we're doing a collab at drake's tomorrow oh yeah um, nice. he put together all these events we weren't really planning on distributing in the bay area but he made this trip make sense like okay it, damn joe it, look at you yeah joe's killing it <laughs> yeah we were we were, Much awesome. than ryan. we're pleased as punch dead weight ryan over here yeah, <laughs> i'm a real son of a bitch yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I looked up early times, and and because I, I, I've been to enough liquor stores, I had to have seen it. And yeah, label makes a lot of sense. It definitely uh, brings back some memories. But on uh, whiskeyreviewer.com, because you always got to look at reviews, right? The bottom line is that early times isn't great, but it <laughs> certainly isn't the rock gut it is sometimes made out to be. The stuff is actually a decent product. It's simple enough that ice doesn't ruin it. And it's a big winner when you consider it's low, low price point. <laughs> and this is the, uh, you saw, these are lab- these are barrels that you looked for. You're putting putting beer into barrels. Sure. (laughs) And there is so much that happens in this industry. Well, nowadays it's like we put marshmallows and flip flops in a a beer. Sure. Hey, what's wrong with flip flops? I'll throw those in the (laughs) box. It tastes like pony. But for a while it was like, oh, we got our hands on a couple pappy barrels. And I I worked for a brewery that had like 300 whiskeys. And. you try these things, and like yeah. Pappy's cool. It tastes Pappy's good. cool, but it's but like it's, it's not worth the hype. No, as with most things that have hype, right? When you taste them, you say to yourself, "Now I know what hype tastes like." Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll get the T-shirt. I'll admire it more. <laughs> and I guess I'm usually of that mindset where I'm like, I'm pretty sure, like. We have a hazy IPA that we use Chinook and Amarillo. And I said, I'm pretty sure we can do this with Chinook and Amarillo, and it's going to be fucking fine. Like, yeah. these, the kids are going to love it. And it worked. Uh, and so th- the idea, we're pricing barrels, and we're always on a budget anyway. So, sure. A like, little bit cheaper. Early times it is. Let's <laughs> see how it goes. And the result was really positive. They only aged in the barrels for like four uh, and a half months. Yeah. When you combine it with. With Hudson four grain barrel, they're like, oh yeah, okay. The, the, cool. I get that. The Hudson barrels <laughs> by far taste outshined better. it. Okay, it sure. So much better. Better. Sure. You're like, oh, oh I get it. Good. Yeah, I, I could. I, I taste that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is actually a good uh, a, a good combo because you do have enough of the barrel character coming through, but that it's you, nice. you definitely it's get a nice bourbon one. hit, and then everything else sort of follows it. And then this is, I describe shit stupidly, but it's like, I got, I got bourbon and then everything else kind of came up around it and then is now in front of it. And when I smell it, the bourbon is, is behind it all. I don't know why I feel like I need to describe it like a fucking maniac <laughs> five-year-old in a class that like, you, you know, you need to stay behind for a couple hours, son, and work on your reading. But um, I think that's what happens when you age things in barrels for longer. You're, you're going to get more of the oak character. You're going to get that, yeah. that vanillin and the microoxidation that's going to bring out the chocolatey notes and all that. So Yeah, it's definitely chocolate, coconut, vanilla. Uh, that's really, good. really that's nice good chocolate, yeah. actually. Yeah. Ryan just said microoxidation. He did. Uh, and vanillin too, which... Uh, he's been quiet a, for the whole show. Yeah. He's dropping like the... It excites everybody. The, the Friday's New York Times yeah. crossword puzzle works on us right now. Yeah. For a jock. I mean, he sure knows the word. Oh, he told you he plays baseball. That's true. Okay, good. Well, we yeah. drug it out of him. I did throw yeah. stuff for I, I put that in the questionnaire because he didn't... So it was you. It. Yeah. So Joe's the reason Joe why we our, know that you moved out. We're going to put that on his head. They didn't uh, put so much shit in that, and I was like, fucking idiots. Well, I I started the whole thing with uh, Jason. Oh, you moved moved out of the brewery. He's like, whoa, I don't... (laughs) I didn't know that was in there. I guess I didn't read yours. Welcome to your story, right? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Thank God he's gone, by the way. This is very good. And I love love a a dark beer, especially one like this, where it's uh, a lot of chocolate. What kind of chocolate do you have in here? 
like pale chocolate or there is pale chocolate yeah. and um I think it's just pale chocolate. I think it's just chocolate. pale chocolate and regular chocolate. And yeah. A little bit of roasted barley and special B. I was going to say, how much special B is that? The, the right amount is, this, is the this, answer. This beer is a weird, happy accident. Uh, we oh. brewed oh. it, and um, I don't think we had enough yeast, and it didn't it didn't finish. And oh. it was at, it was at like five nine, and I would like it to finish around like four Play-Doh. So it wasn't okay. like, it wasn't far off. Sure. Um, but I hated the way that it tasted on its own. I was like, it's just too sweet. It's got, and I, I'm not into these pastry stouts by any means. And yeah. so, if you think five nine Play-Doh is gross, I can't even imagine a fifteen Play-Doh beer. Like, <laughs> what that's going to taste like? So, no, man, I'm all right. With that. We just ordered barrels and said, let's just see what happens. And we just, I don't know, a, a lot of things. I wouldn't say we were, we were just lucky, and it just timed out it was like oh this yeah. should be ready around the time of our anniversary we'll taste it a couple months in advance see how it's doing and uh three months out definitely not enough oak character and four months in we're like oh okay this is finally working and then we just scheduled a can day panicked on the artwork and then, clearly uh, <laughs> put some ufos in there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great artwork though. i mean everything yeah, it, is, uh, it, really like the it seems like uh when you guys panic everything just kind of works out I would like for the best not anyway, sure. right? continue with that method. No, I'm sure it's uh, uh, you know weighing heavy on your your own personal timelines, but uh, one yeah, other, it's one working other thing out they, fine. Oh, sorry. No. One other thing they didn't mention about the, the this release was it was timed almost perfectly with the Area 51 raid. Oh, oh it was yeah. it was that weekend. Yeah. Okay. So, well done. Also, my birthday it was a complete accident. Oh, damn, dude. We're very socially relevant. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that vibe no, coming from you guys. It was a complete accent that it was alien themed artwork, and that happened to be the same day. It was that, time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this, this worked out well. Listen I, to your PR guy. I probably planned. I failed uh, <coughs> running with it on social media. I probably should have. Uh, Wait, you did what? Don't say that part, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we just whispered it. <laughs> That's right. We tried to whisper can. No, it's a very good, it's a very good beer. It it, it does taste like nice. there's more in it than it's just it, there's nothing you said pastry stout. And you weren't saying that there's like weird bullshit in here, right? It's just, no. Yeah. No. Oh, I think there's some magnum. <laughs> that's weird. That's weird. That is weird. In, in this day and age, that's a weird. That's a weird thing to do, because it does taste uh, like sort of marshmallowy. Yeah, it's there's a creaminess going on. So I could, I, I, you would, you could fool me and say that there's like you know lactose, and you put marshmallows and fucking whatever else do you ever, people do. Now. Classic chair. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever not enjoy a beer on this program? Yeah, all oh, a lot. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, a lot. I, uh, I have a list running underneath the I, table. I almost uh, tried the Alvarado banana daiquiri the other night because we saw it somewhere. And I, we just listened to this on the We listened on the way up here. Yeah. And I was like, do I do it? And I'm like, no, I'll get a fucking Pilsner. Uh, <laughs> your um, voice was we were you. We were enjoying your moment, though, JP. Oh, I appreciate were, that. Like, Fighting back the tears and the yeah you know, the upchuck. And- it was. I mean, look, I brought a can of that home because I knew my wife would like it and she didn't <laughs> like it. But <laughs> she didn't like it. No, she didn't like it. Yeah. But we put rum in it and oh, it was better. Well, and I thought I thought I'd, I probably mentioned tropical. it on the show too. I was like, this needs this is a rum drink and whatever. Yeah, fun with it. A pilsner was a better choice. 
because I think like we kind of think along the same lines. We're like, let's just kind of go with like the. This is a pilsner. How do you go wrong with a pilsner, right? It happens. Yeah. But. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, for the most part, it's a as a choice. But it is a it is a good beer for what they were doing, and that's what I need to really work on in my own personal personality. Is that <laughs> what like what you're trying to do with like a, a pastry stout with you know a bunch of crap in it? If that's the end point, and you go, this is what I wanted out of the thing. Okay, that's cool. It's not for me. It doesn't suck. It's just not for me. We we have not gone <clears throat> into the, the the deep end yet. Uh, like the hazy IPA was something we knew we were going to have to do. We're well, like, that sucks. We we're like, yeah. like all <laughs> right, we're, <laughs> we're yeah. I'm not going to be a complete stubborn asshole. Yeah, and I'm I'm learning. I, I have friends who are much younger and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell yeah! I have a, a friend who's an R and D brewer who is just doing nonsense, and we are going to make a beer together, in, okay. probably in in late December. Uh, and we've touched on what we're going to. do. I want to ask you about it, but I feel like you're being cagey on purpose because you can't talk about it. No, and so talk now about I'm it. not going to talk about. We're okay. going to throw Twinkies, I think. Okay, Twinkies in a beer. Right. But the only reason that I caved on this is yeah. Ryan and I have a mutual love. For the cult classic Weird Al film UHF. Okay, right, oh, yeah. sure. That movie. Uh, so we talked about the idea that usually, if, if you can find a day that hasn't been claimed national this day, that mm-hmm. you can probably file for it somewhere. And so we want to oh, yeah. we want to <laughs> for, file can for. You imagine the the federal department <laughs> of this is a day. <laughs> we got another one here. <laughs> we want to make national. Twinkie Wiener Sandwich Day. And oh. for anybody who doesn't know what a Twinkie Wiener Sandwich is, it's a Twinkie that you slice open from the bottom and you put a hot dog in, a, a heated hot dog, I would imagine. Uh, you can steam it. Well, of course it. it would be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you put a cold one in there. Well, I guess you could. And then <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Easy cheese out of the can, right on top, and it's done. Has. has any, have any of you eaten them? Uh, no. I like a lot of terrible <laughs> things, and that actually that. might cross the line for me. <laughs> it's really good. But I have eaten a banana in a hot dog bun with ketchup and mustard on it. Oh, yeah, you should ask him about his Instagram stories. <laughs> on my personal Instagram, I eat a lot, I eat a lot of bananas with okay. the, the cute filters. Like, oh, I'm a puppy eating a banana. But very slowly and deliberately, and it's... Mildly erotic? No, it's for the love of bananas. It's <laughs> you're having fun with it. You're you're exploring Look, the either, side of yourself. Yeah. It's either for the love of bananas or the love of puppies. Which one do you want to go with there? <laughs> I do love that puppy. Banana puppy. What the fuck are we talking about? Twinkie wiener sandwich. Oh yeah. So yeah. we're gonna make Twinkie here with Twinkie today. But like, yeah, it's it's gonna end up being. Like a lactose kettle sour fruit and God knows what else. And I'm going to cringe while we're making it, but I'm going to be like, it's... But you got to do it, right? It's, it's I mean, my, it, we're friends, and yeah. the brewery he works for is owned by the, the distributor that distributes our beer in San Diego. And so that is a weird thing about this industry. Like, I, we are... 
by no means am I pooping on anything, but um, we're doing certain things. Tread lightly. To, <laughs> it's called shitting. Yeah. To try and make our brand more relevant in a city that we're not from, or mm-hmm. I'm from there. I'm from San Diego, but we're not in San Diego, and San Diego is a very competitive market, and so I understand why it's encouraged for us to do more collaborations with breweries in San Diego. Right. And I started my career in San Diego, and a lot of my friends live there. So it's not something that I'm against. I just hate going to a friend and saying, hi. Let's be business people for about four weeks to two months. But that's part of the fun, though. I mean, why is that such a hiccup? I mean, it's like that's a natural extension of, like, you know, what makes this industry great. Is that the collaborative spirit of, like, let's get together and make a beer. Yeah, I I personally really agree. And that's, I guess I came from a brewery that, uh, which... I'm just gonna shit all over. Man, everybody. Jason just really like <laughs> just go, baby. Get on the couch. When, when I worked at Mason Aleworks, Doctor Freud says, "Grant, yeah. get closer to the mic." Yeah, you notice yeah, he's acting yeah, away from the microphone. Really friends, yeah. but there we name, go. Grant Tondro. I hope no. he listens to this. I'll text him. Grant, listen to this. Uh, but he, they're distributed by Stone. Stone's constantly telling him like, "You need to do more collaborations so we can sell your beer, so more people will know what your brewery is." And so in conversations like we'd be together meeting people and be like hi i'm jim oh nice to meet you jim want to do a collab and <laughs> usually it's like, not the first thing yeah, out of like, your oh. mouth <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're you're getting propositioned a lot for collabs no no no, no one's knocking down our door okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they are all the time and we have to well, fight them off. there we go well speaking of collab charity watch this uh, you're doing a collaboration with drake's yeah that's right, right here yeah, in the bay area go to drinkdrakes.com and learn all about drake's they're good people and uh you know they support the show and we support them so and what are you making good beer in the bay area for a long time sully <laughs> longer right. than probably you've been around oh i don't know about that. yeah that's true <laughs> what are you guys uh, gonna make what are you what, what are you all making Oh, we're doing an enzyme lager. Without, What's an enzyme without lager? calling it an enzyme? Uh, uh, a brute lager. Yeah. Oh, oh a brute lager. Call it the four-letter word. What's the four-letter word? Brute. That's a very taboo oh. word. They're no oh. longer popular. It was in the uh, it was in the show notes, and it was like uh, brewing an enzyme lager without using the four-letter word. And I'm going. <laughs> that was me. Yeast. Yeah. I almost Can they not that. fucking spell yeast? <laughs> am I broken? What four? I don't understand. I'm like. Apparently, you can't say it anymore. Jim. Apparently, I can't. Brute. So what do you? So you, you're you're doing. Uh, there's a lot of beneficial things that come out of using this enzyme. I've seen you know, ridiculous. Uh, Shelf stability, just from hop flavor and aroma, and oh. I don't know why people aren't using it more. I think there are a lot of people who use it that just don't say they're using it because it got a bad rap. I guess a lot of people made brute IPAs oh that my weren't God. good. Yeah, yeah, most of all of them. I don't think I ever had a good one. Really? Well, yeah, I, I've certainly had. A lot of really good ones, and okay. I know a lot of friends that are using them, especially when trying to make low-calorie lagers now. People are using that, and they're using Clarity Firm, okay. and then still hopping it how they would hop an IPA, and so then you have a flavorful, that sounds weird. low-calorie crispy boy, because that's okay. what the kids want. <laughs> that's want true. That crispy boy. All right. We CB, see this term baby. a lot. Yeah, crispy um, boy. Crispy. Keep in mind, I've only had like two brewed IPAs. So well, when I say I've never had a good one, it's possible that I don't know if, you, if you've had a crispy boy. Um, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I imagine it's deep fried, and it's I love spelled it. B O I. You show, sure, of course. I mean, that's a given. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you know what a spooky boy is? 
<laughs> I'm going to pass. You know what a meme is? No, no. I know what a meme well, is. I, I saw a spooky boy on... Um, the fuck is a spooky boy? Is is Beer Carb is a, a brewer who used to work at uh, Modern Times. I don't I don't think... She, I think she's like traveling right now. Real, but, real okay. quick, is Beer Carb is... Is the, the Instagram, 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 holder. Instagram holder. Right, right, okay. And uh, her girlfriend was drinking like a dogfish head pumpkin beer or something. It was just like, just having a spooky boy. I think you pronounce okay. it pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin, yeah. Yeah, you got me there. Yeah. But I thought, it, I, thought, Joe, dude. I thought it was the most brilliant thing ever. I was like, oh, she is now named what we're going to call pumpkin beers now because we have crispy spooky boys. boys. Spooky boys. All right, when the crispy boy is... A pilsner. I a think. pilsner. Okay, yeah, that's well, what I thought. Lager, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, something yeah. that any is light lager. Light yeah, drying. yeah. It wouldn't be like a Dortmunder, but yeah, I got so you. So you have, you know, you know what a haze boy. Is, <laughs> yes, right? I do. Yeah, haze breath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, now this is the antithesis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the crispy boy. Okay. And so, and that's what you're doing. You're doing a, a an enzyme focused. Well, not focused, I guess, but a lager yeah, that's... It'll be dry. It'll, it'll be dry. dry. Okay. It'll be dry. So what are you going to hop it with? And I guess that's the point is like... Equinot, I think. When, oh. And Willamette. When you're using, <laughs> when you're using the enzymes, does that automatically mean that your beer is just bone dry, like the Brute IPAs? Or can you can you control it like that and still get your shelf stability with a hop flavor and stuff, but have some sweetness to it? It really depends on how you're using it. Uh, okay. People use it on the mash side. People use it in the kettle. Um problem with the mash side is your runoff is super long because it makes your mash so efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, in the kettle, you can't kick on your kettle until your kettle full, so it makes the day a little bit longer. You throw in the fermenter, you can be lazy as fuck <laughs> and just say, all right, do your job, yeah. pal, and wish for the best. Right. We've done it all three ways. Um Every single time has been in a collab with another brewery. Right. Um, well, those are really popular. I, whenever we would do a collab, <laughs> I hate the idea of like going to another brewer and saying, "Well, what do you want to make?" And like, if I'm going to be judged on what I want to make, so I go, "Let's do an enzyme lager." No one's going to judge me for that. <laughs> and I just throw it out every time. Okay. And finally, Drakes were like, eh, "Let's put this kid out of his misery." Sure. Yeah, no <laughs> let's do one of these. Well, not completely the way I said. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I said, let's try uh, CO2 extract in the kettle and then use cryo. But they don't have any cryo contracts. We don't have any contracts. So uh, <laughs> I feel like co- like like the way you work at Collabs is like you're just bluffing into everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, oh, fuck. I but mean, you, you are right about the collaboration conversation because it is really like uh, it's almost like a first date. You're kind of like talking to each other. Like, well, I got this idea, and if everybody's kind of open to the process, you can you know create like you can you know come up with a great beer. But there is that little, especially if you don't know each other really well. You almost like you're kind of like inching your way up to the date. You know, you're like, uh, well, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? And it's just this whole like little dance that happens. Yeah, we you know? we have not finalized the recipe. He said hmm. Willamette earlier, and when the recipe was shot back over, I was like, I, I'm really into Equinot, and I know that Yakima has it cryo on spot. Maybe we could do that. And uh, the recipe had Willamette in it, and I was like, I. I don't even know Willamette. Like I know Willamette from a, <laughs> when I was a home brewer, right? And it's the same. I don't know what it does. I don't even know what it tastes or smells like. I don't know, man. Juicy. Uh, no, it, it's the it, juiciest it, hop it, on the it's market. Floral. It has it has like a, a light herbal note to it. I think, mm-hmm. but woody. So we keep saying um, 
enzyme beer. How do you pronounce the enzyme? Oh, Emily, Emily. Yeah, that's, and how do you even drink? I was going to ask you that because I know you've been drinking your 11% uh, uh, Imperial IPA. I do know IPA. the diacetyl precursor Amylogo- enzyme. I cannot pronounce this either, but, but I'm also not very smart uh, with, with, with reading stuff like yeah, this. So. Give it to the smart lab yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, but scroll through uh, his photos first. Amylo-glucosidase? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, actually, we should just pass this around and have everybody read it. <laughs> Have we figured out what we're doing for the Golden Road collaboration? Oh, you're doing a Golden Road collaboration. You're doing an Anheuser-Busch collaboration? We're not doing a Golden Road collaboration. But uh, we had a moment at our one-year anniversary. um, Well, real quick, do you you guys know we all met at Golden Road? Yeah, yeah, okay. we went in. Thanks, that Joe. Yeah, like, yeah, that was. Why are you showing everyone your butthole? Yeah, Two and a half hours ago. Yeah, someone's gonna be something. Uh, hell yeah! Oh, goodness. So a friend yes. who was, I, I think he was the lead brewer at Golden Road when I worked there, uh, who is also Ryan's brother's wife's. Oh, brother. brother. Jesus Christ. It, there's like a weird thing. My brother-in-law, yeah. basically. Okay. We all <laughs> happen to just know each other in the small world. Uh, he was That's at our one-year anniversary, hammered out of his mind, like yeah. he is every time he comes to our brewery. Hell yeah. Um, wow. I won't name names, but he uh, you know, worked at... Can I... No, don't say where he's ever worked. Okay, good. You're, Joe and Jason are holding hands right now. Joe just... The editorial gene just kicked in on Joe for once yeah. in the show. Yeah, talking about his butthole. Don't say he anything just else. held my hand and said, do not name yeah. names. Uh, yeah. This isn't funny. Stop so he said to me, mm-hmm. while we're just walking through our cellar, You're still holding hands by the way. Yeah, I know. He, yeah. Like, oh, he he taught me a lot because that's where I that's where I started my career. Yeah, I Thanks. was a home brewer and I learned so much from him. And he was really condescending when he taught me things, but I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but he said, out of all the teams that I've ever worked with, and I've worked at so many breweries, <laughs> this, holding hands right now. This was. <laughs> This was the best brewing team that I've ever worked with. Oh. We, we didn't make the greatest beer, but it was, sure. it was an awesome team. Well, but you work with what you got. It was hard to take yeah. seriously while Joe was holding hands with yeah. us. Um, <laughs> He's really handsy. <laughs> yeah. The John Lasseter of brewing over here. Who wants a hug? So I said to him, I'm like, do you want to see if we can't get the whole old crew because no one works there anymore they all work sure. at other breweries and apparently i'm not allowed to name names of breweries that they work at but that okay they're spread it's a work all in over. progress yeah so it's, we don't want to you don't want to spook yeah. anybody and some of them have said very specifically if we're going to attach our brand to this we have to do it in a very careful way to make sure that we're not shitting on anything sure and just make sure that we're going about it the right way be positive yeah, yeah. of course yeah. yeah which i'm all for i like i said before like it is a weird thing where you're like oh Golden Road. I I don't drink that stuff. Not that I do, but uh. <laughs> because that's me. That's my mentality. Like you know, the founders bullshit and the Golden Road and the Saint Archer. Again, not like I really did in the first founders. place, but like, well, you know, the whole thing that's going on now, right? Yeah, you're online. He loves racing. You're online. <laughs> Can uh, that's why he's here. Can we already um, had this conversation with yeah. your draft list earlier. I, I walked in and talked to Eric. I was like, oh, a lot of founders on, huh? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but that's that, pretty That's pretty ballsy. Yeah, I guess. But no one. Can, but a lot of people don't really care. But that was a good conversation that we had was yeah. the person who is the founder sales rep here still, that's his job. Still like, has a job. It's been yeah. his job. He didn't. 
say from the this, things this or... lineage uh, <laughs> of founders to <clears throat> become who he is. I mean, yeah. That was his job to do. And so good for this place for still supporting that sales rep. And like that's like that's what he's got to do. He's got to hit his numbers. Yeah. Uh, but do you, do you think there's like a there's a disconnect? And I guess that's what I was maybe awkwardly trying to get at earlier in the conversation was that disconnect between craft versus macro owned still masquerading or trying to pretend to be craft like the ballast point they have craft in the in their tagline or whatever right like yeah. is it disingenuous or like lagunitas where you you build your brand on craft and then you sell out and then now everything's you know sort of going to shit it, it, is it how how as an employee in the industry if you need a job do you reconcile with with maybe getting a job at a bigger brewery that's not necessarily craft I, i'm air quoting i don't know because yeah quickly had the desire not to work for somebody else. Yeah. Um, Man, Ryan's... Or not Ryan. Joe's... Uh, sorry, Ryan. Yeah. I didn't mean to insult He's you. He's the microphone, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you distracted me, and now I am lost, but I will uh, I will find Don't my worry about it. It's a, it's a bullshit question. No, it's a, it's a really good question. No. I, I think... Positive. A, it, it's a bigger conversation. As a, yeah. as a, it is. As it's a like, consumer, you know, what is craft? Is I don't know. Yeah. As a yeah. consumer, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. As, as someone who works in this industry, I, I will never look at these breweries and be like, fuck that place. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's people like me that work for a brewery who maybe don't want to go find another job brewing for another place. Or, like, maybe that's not as important for them. It's a weird thing to me to think, uh, I have so much integrity about what it is that I make that I'm just not going to associate with those people. <laughs> I'm not going to go to the, some party. It's like you have friends in this industry. I mean, you know, like I know Vic from yeah. uh, Golden Road. I know Jeremy Marshall from, you know, Lagunitas. I mean, there's a people are good friends of mine. They worked at these, you know, these breweries before you know, anything happened. And they're still, they're, they need, people have job, have to have people jobs. Have lives, yeah. You know, and you got to continue on and you make, you know, you make beer. And as a consumer, you decide whether you want to participate in that uh, in that venture with them by buying their beer or not, but you know, um, and that's fine. That's that's why we have you know free choice. That's where you can you know buy a beer or not buy a beer. That's right. And so I think that um, you know, but they're also people too. You know, they're good friends of mine, and they've helped me out when I've been in a pickle before with uh, you know uh, materials or technology or something. And you know, I would never slight them for it. So, but I understand how people get uh, worked up about it. And I respect that too. I, I, I respect. I respect it, but like some people really get so worked up, and that's fine. There's people who are like in, every, in all sides of the fence on anything. Where you have people where the pendulum swings, you know, you know, pretty far in one direction, and you know, and maybe the other. So. I just think that's what's great about, you know, start playing the Star, Spar, Star Spangled Band right now. Uh, yeah, that's what's great about this country is that, you know, you, you can like uh, you, you can make you can you can have a choice and you choose to participate in something or not participate in something. I would have played it, but I don't want to stand up and take my hat off. It's <coughs> fine. Don't do, don't do, don't take your hat off. I'm at half mast right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, 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 you know, this has gotten to a, you know. A late night conversation mode. But uh, yeah, I, that's how I feel at least. Um, and you can feel a different way too. Do you, okay, this, this, <laughs> look this, at me! I'm so damn inclusive right now. It's amazing. <laughs> we, I mean, we are a family-owned small business. Yeah. We're clearly an independently-owned yeah. business. Do you use this? Is something that I I did not mention in my list of things that I get heated about. Uh -oh. And I'm not heated, but uh, the independent <laughs> logo. Do you guys use yes. that on your no. cans? We don't. 
okay. use that. And we use it for a variety of different reasons. One actually goes back to the fact that um, there's this is a litigious society. And uh, we have been sued before for some outrageous things. Like you think, what the fuck? That's happening to you right now? And yeah, it did that happen. And so we were concerned and uh, that that logo being a bottle on a box of cans that could be construed as that you have cans or you have bottles in, the, in that box. Because that's that's how that's how it goes. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like a literal yeah. damn. Yeah. Iconic. I, yeah. Uh, Misinterpretation. Yeah, and, and, and I, I could talk further about that logo, but I'm not going to because uh, I'm a big supporter of the BA. Uh, we just choose not to use the logo, but um, I wish they would have chosen a different logo. You know, uh, just as you know, speaking um, right now about it is that you know we're in we're in an area right now where everybody's going to cans. You know, uh, you know it's more it's the most popular package. It's growing you know every day, and it's a bottle. You know, I have, yeah. a, I have a little bit of a. I get pinched up about that, and I've expressed <laughs> my views to them about that. Sure, we or are, we have. I'll say we. We, we are also uh, big supporters of the BA, and we do not use the the logo. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we have gotten a little bit of flack, but not not a ton. But like some people will say, like, why aren't you using the independent logo? Mm-hmm. Like you're not supporting the industry by yeah. you know, being in it. I support the independent mandate. Um, I, I support the BA and what they do about that and promoting craft beer at that level because it's a, it's a slog out there for, for us as uh, independent brewers. Um, but I, I, you know, it's just a thing, and so we communicate yeah. in different ways. By no means am I anti. Independent because we trickled down from Golden Road in Saint <laughs> Archer. Just a clear, yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, so you've heard it first. Ogopogo is a pro buyout. <laughs> so anyone that's listening? happening. <laughs> you can have our assholes. <laughs> we will sell Joe. Just mine. Yeah. Go to ogopogobruco.com and learn more. Apparently, you can buy beer online. You can buy their beer online. Yeah, the, the literally people, new to me. The people at Bev will be very excited. There you go, Bev. Bev uh, is branching out into her own little industry. I appreciate that about you. If I do anything, it's not going to be in this industry. <laughs> 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 there will be a Beverly-shaped hole in that door. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank for you. Coming yeah, in. This is oh, fun. I really fun. appreciate it. Go to ogopogobruco.com. To learn more Twitter about game. the boys. Oh, well, yeah, we're going to take a break. Okay, sorry. We're going to hey, come whoa, whoa, back. Okay. We're going to do the whole thing. I'm sorry. I don't sit in the seat very often. Damn. I stepped all over the plug there at the end there, too. Yeah, that's all right. Ogopogo.com, right? Yeah, ongobongo.com. <laughs> I think someone owns both of them. You can <laughs> And we're too broke to buy them. Well, make more hazy Wait, IP, So what is the, what's the URL? Ogopogo Brew Co. I'm sure that we could buy the Ogopogo Brewing Dot com. Someone this, owns yeah. that? Yeah. Well, someone owns it just for the sake of hoping that someone will buy it. One They're day. sitting on it. Yeah. Yeah. See, but just by then, then never even approach them because fuck that. Ogo Pogo Bruco sounds better, anyways. I think it sounds great. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're on the phone with the bank and you're trying to give me your email address. <laughs> They're like, um, "Can I speak to your dad, please?" <laughs> trying to come. No, that's my name. It's the thing. It's the whole thing. I, I've given out my own wrong email multiple times because it's like by default I'm thinking ogopogobrewing.com. Right. For my email at ogopogobrewing, and I always forget that it's at ogo. 
Well, see, there you go. Now I'm confused. I don't even know what it is. Now. I know. That's I give up. Okay. All, I know is, all I know is... Bruco.com. I'm sitting on that URL, by, if you want to talk to me. It <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, turns out the asshole you were talking about is me. It's literally... We have a lot to talk about. <laughs> literally me. I'm fired. Uh, all right, everybody. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to come back, and we're going to do the Twitter game, because Sully is really up my ass about it. And, uh, and then we're going to get out of here. What do you think, Sully? I'm totally in the Twitter game. Well, thank you for <laughs> I like this one. Right. Yeah, thanks a lot for coming in, guys. I appreciate it. Good luck on your uh, your brew day with Drake's tomorrow. I look forward to with the enzyme. Uh, hearing about yeah, <laughs> four letter <laughs> word enzyme. I can't pronounce yeah. half of my glasses of me. The, the, the four letter word enzyme. <laughs> All right, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. This is Matt Reynoldson from Firestone Walker Brewing Company, and you're listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to wrap things up here. All right. But before we do, yeah, let me ask you about the hair on above and around your balls and penis. Okay. For just a second, please. Um, how is, <laughs> please, please more than one. What yeah. would you like to know? Um, well, you know what? Do you ever feel the need that uh, uh, things are are too long? Perhaps down there, the hair, not the the, the penis. Maybe the balls too. I don't know. Maybe the balls are too long, and you need to. Uh, anyway, I don't. Are know. Are you saying that we all might need a little cleaning up from now, from time to time? Oh, I think I think uh, scaping, landscaping down there, or manscaping, yeah, manscaping. as as, uh, as uh, you know. Is, uh, the, the popular term uh, term has been coined is a is important thing to be doing for the health of any sort of uh, obtrusive and pointy or round uh, fleshy objects that might or might not be below your belly button. So you can go to Manscaped. Dot com And we have a code in there, apparently. It's brewing. So you uh, use the code brewing. And I believe the offer is 20% off and free shipping. Oh, okay. That's pretty good. Uh, if you want to do that. But uh, they have a whole bunch of products for your balls and your pubic hair area. And I can say that because it's scientific. It's a scientific <laughs> term. Um, if I said, like, dick hair, then that wouldn't be appropriate. But it's pubic hairs that need to be shorn off. And, and your scrotum needs to be cleaner. And a all this kind of thing. So the lawnmower 2.0, that is, from what I understand, the best way to do it. Uh, I don't have mine yet. Justin drunkenly gave uh, the one that was slotted for me away, and I'm not bitter about it There's at all. There's always time. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know those uh, downstairs for me, it's like, you know those like uh, video games where uh, there's like been an apocalypse and nature sort of grows back? But it's all just out of control and weird. That's what my pubic area looks like right now. So I desperately need one of these. But what they also have is like ball deodorant. Yeah, you need to. You uh, want to feel. You want to feel. Preserver. You want to smell fresh and yeah. for yourself and for your partner. Yeah, you want to feel fresh too, even if uh, even if you're like a, a vocel or something like that, and you just you know you, you just want to feel good. You feel good and you look good and you are good, yeah. right? Yeah, you feel more confident. Wow, Jason just comes walking in. Uh, we're talking about balls. About what? Balls. Testicles. Yeah. Human, yeah. human testicles. Some, and, of, some and, of my best friends are Native Americans. Okay. <laughs> per- per- perfect. Anyway, so That's go to manscaped.com. Use code BREWING. There's even a crop cleanser, which is a hair and body wash. All sorts of cool stuff over there. And uh, it's cool stuff, man. You need to check it and out. 20% little, off, free shipping. Free shipping. It is cool. Yeah. And it'll be cooler when you remove all of the hair 
off of your balls and penis area. <laughs> it's weird, the penis area here. It is weird, right? It's like, uh, it's why do I have... Why there? I don't have enough penis anyway. <laughs> Twitter game. That's right. <laughs> I don't have enough penis. Yeah, Manscaped, work on that. Work on giving me more penis. I th- I've never seen Beverly embarrassed in a show. She's behind the glass <laughs> right now with her face covered in shame. Yeah, in shorn pubic hair. She's that in this. Taken from the floor like a barber shop. I, could, I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right, I can, I can figure that out. I'm just trying to sell some beer. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, you should do a, a, a collab with Manscaped and should call we, it. Should we show each other our pubic hair? <laughs> yes, let's do that. Let's uh, just pop one ball out, and then we can all judge each other. Uh, the Twitter game, Bev, how did we do on the Twitter game, my friend, my close Save personal us. friend, us. Beverly? <laughs> Hold on, let me put my headphones Did's back great. on. Yeah, Jason gave me a thumbs up, so that's pretty good. Okay. Uh, Do you remember the Twitter game? Does it, does it say on the thing? It, it was. Does, uh, it says on the thing. All right, uh, we tell just me. got word the BN has been invited. Do me a favor, talk into the microphone, not near it, please. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you very much. This is my first time. Yeah. Uh, we just got word the BN's been invited to the White House. We aren't sure why. Help us figure it out. All right. Help us figure it out. Help us figure it out. Help. Help. I need a reason. Help as to why I'm here at all. What do you have on your voice? Uh, I know that there's a decent amount of compression going on, but it, her microphone sounds very different. What do you comparison. mean? Um, I yeah, have, I sound like I'm coming from Mars all yeah. the time. I have no idea. I think it's the room. And, I mean, she has a shitty SM58, I think, is what it is. And I don't talk very much, so they don't yeah. care what they give me. SM58 is a pretty common talk right uh, live music vocal microphone. Yeah, but I think man, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is a, it is a actually. name on it. I don't know what it is. Echo Electro Voice. That's, Giving me a microphone. It sounds, gr- it sounds the great. There you go. Jason's just paying attention finally. All right. What's how many do you got? You got like one, two, three, four, five. Good. Five. Perfect. That's awesome. Let's go. Uh, Chuck Barron said. Trump thought the BN Army was a private military and wanted to hire us as his private security. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That was a good one, right? From Chuck Berry? No. I thought he was dead. Chuck Barron. Oh. No, Chuck. C-H-O-O-K. God, I hate you. <laughs> uh, Joshua Chauvin said, y'all must have been matched on FarmersOnly.com. Good luck with that. Uh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. Brian Chaplin said uh, he wanted help with a Russian imperial stout <laughs> recipe to impress his buddy, um, <clears throat> and, and to impress a buddy of his, but doesn't want to buy Jamil's book. <laughs> Timely. I think that's pretty good. I'm not going to uh, yeah, lie about So far, that. so yeah. good. All right. Next. Next. Trump heard Bevo was okay with BN sexual harassment. He's really just inviting her. <laughs> oh, I don't Very like that one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's layers on that too. I'm going to say uh, uh, Bevo, and I'm going to spell it uh, properly too. B e v o. B e v o. Bevo. All right. And this one says because at real Donald Trump <laughs> knows you helped make craft beer great again, and he's still struggling with America. Damn. Hey, wow. God, I don't even know how to summarize that and, one. That oh, I forgot to write the last one down. Okay. But, um, well, you're typing it, so it's different. No, no, no. It's okay. it's easy to find. It's right here. Okay. Give me a second. Uh, the First Lady has it? No. Um, <laughs> What's that one? Yeah, oh. 
I don't know how to say this person's name, but obviously to celebrate finally getting rid of Beardy. Ah, a, a post-bearding of a post-beardy. Mr. Guippo? Yeah. Um, sure. sure. <laughs> Let's just go with Mr. Guippo. Let's dude. go with Mr. Guippo. Yeah, he's like, it's Wapo. <laughs> Fuckers. Okay. <laughs> so uh, we were hired as a private security firm. Uh, we were matching farmers only. Uh, homie needs help with Russian Imperial Stout. Uh, he knows that Bevo is easy. <laughs> Essentially, right? That's the, the spirit yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't write that tweet. That's so, the president's. Uh, there you go. Um, to, something about craft beer, I really don't remember. And then uh, to celebrate getting rid of Beardy, finally. I think they're all pretty good. I think they're good. What was the second one? The, we were matched on FarmersOnly.com. Well, let's go down the list. Uh, let's do it. We were hired. Are we voting here? Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we, we go. You guys security. vote. Security. Go ahead. Anybody? Private security tweet. Raise your hand. Is that is that going to be? No? Yeah. Yeah. No. Joe. No. Joe. No. I don't know what he's Not doing. Quite. I'm a little lazy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Joe's halfway right. is. So yeah. that's gone. If Joe doesn't like it, it doesn't hang. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> uh, we were matched on FarmersOnly.com, which I kind of don't really sort of understand. Um, yeah, I, I think it's because it's a dating site, and you and there's farmers. Oh no, farmersonly.com is a thing. No, I understand, yeah. but like, <laughs> look, at, look at Vivo's like, <laughs> no, you don't understand. That's how I met my husband. Yeah. It's a total thing. Yeah, <laughs> when you when you first read it, yeah. you said that it was good. Yeah, but I guess I I guess I lied. <laughs> when I'm hearing these come across, most of them I'm not even understanding. Yeah. Well, you, welcome to the show. I, and then I and then I felt really dumb because you're like. I, Okay, that's good. And and I'm you're like, like, oh fuck! Well, as a former homeless person, you should uh, just uh, trust just me. Focus on the enzyme. I think that <laughs> on behalf of the homeless population, we can assume <laughs> that they're that's all right. dumb. That's right. I, uh, I do think true. that that is what that last one is about. They're sort of implying that like Trump voters are are. Farmers, farmers only. only. Yeah, which is Idiots. insulting to farmers. It's true. That being uh, said, fuck Trump. I'm going to uh, take out the farmers only because I, I I realize I don't really fucking get it. Um, the Russian Imperial Stout, though, who who liked that one? I kind of like that, that one. one too. Yeah. Relevant. Well, I think that's unanimous. Then uh, read that one again, please, Ben. Hang on. <laughs> I, because the association is Russia. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it ties into the beer. Right. <laughs> you see, it's a tie-in. Oh yeah. Like, he wants help with a Russian Imperial Stout recipe to impress a buddy of his, but doesn't want to buy Jamil's book. See, and, I mean, and it has the Jamil tie-in. Let's go. It's, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's yeah. the winner. I mean, I will say I think it's a little easy, but I think it's funny. I think it's funny. So congratulations it's very, to it's clever. Whoever, whoever the, it was, that, that person. Who is it? Brian Chapman. Brian Chapman. Congratulations. What's, what's You've won the Chapin, Twitter game. Brian. All right. Okay. BMC Chapman. Oh, yeah. For sure. Everyone knows that, Bev. I think that's it. I think we're done. I think so, we're done. I think, I think this is it. Yeah. We, did, we did all right. I think we did okay. I think we did fine. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think Joe said too many uncomfortable things. Oh, no. We'll, 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 we'll talk about that in the post-meeting. But anyway. Um, That's right. Yeah, there's an hour wrap-up meeting that you guys have to attend to just to make sure uh, what's Otherwise, we on. don't air the show. I'm going to hug all of you as hard as I can. That's right. You did say punk, right? No, of course. Okay. Uh, Ogopogo Brewery. Uh, Ogopogo Brewco.com. Ogopogo Brewing. Thanks, guys, for coming in. 
Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks again. Uh, it was great. a pleasure. If you're in town, hit us up. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> applaud you guys. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's good for the radio. It's good for the radio. Oh, yeah, Dad. And then uh, if you want more programming like this, uh, tough shit. It's our last show ever. No, I'm just kidding. There's a ton more stuff online. Go check it out. We've been uh, around since 2005. If maybe this is your first show. I don't know why it would be. Uh, but you got Dr. Homebrew, uh, Heads and Tails. A new episode will drop, um, yeah, let's just say this week sometime. So you can have Excellent. that to look forward to, quote unquote. And uh, anyway, until next time, everybody, take care of each other.